0: Log Talk Radio. There you go, V. I just sent you the link.
1: Hold on, Percy. Got you in. I just sent you the link. That's correct. I just sent you the link in Facebook. Welcome to the show, V.
2: What's up, Big Ben? V, what's up, bro? What's going on, fellas?
3: Hanging, man. Hanging. One
2: step.
1: second. Good One second. I'm getting whatever you think is best. I'm getting, uh, getting uh, contacted from Belfast right now. Raza just hit me up. Not sure why. Okay. All right. Okay. Get him taken care of. All right. You, uh, you almost ready to rock and roll, V?
2: Ah uh, yeah. Um.
1: i one second. Oh man. Wilder.
2: Um. Okay.
1: Listening now, like, is this show about to start?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get, gotta work those bugs out, man. You're pulling someone in, you said? No,
3: you got somebody at the fight, hitting them up. Yep. All
2: right, V. And kick it off. All right, fellas. Finally, got got the technical glitches and all of that stuff out of the way. Now we can get ready and talk some boxing. Uh, as many of you guys out there know, ladies and gents, uh, obviously I'm Vivek Wallace, my man Ben Thompson in the building with us, Percy Crawford in the building with us, uh, going to take it out to the heavyweight division today. Uh, which there's a a fight which has pretty big implications in it uh, with Tyson Fury set to face uh, Francesco Pianeta in a heavyweight uh, bout that should set up a fall showdown between uh, American WBC heavyweight Deontay Wilder uh, and possibly Tyson Fury. Uh, Fellas, before we get started and, and break down some of the other stuff, let's get your thoughts on the fight. Percy, if I can get your thoughts first. What what do you think about this fight and, and where it could take us?
3: Um, obviously Tyson Fury is brought in the, the favorite. This guy's an opponent. I tell you what, they don't make a offense like they used to though, because if I would be if I was being disrespected like that, I wouldn't be taking selfies at the way in. So that kind of lets me know he knows his place, <laughs> maybe. And um after a couple rounds, probably Tyson will dispose of it. and I'm just going off his body language and you know, you got Wilder out there, bomb squad it. You got Fury's dad getting into it with Wilder. He's just an afterthought. There was a time where being an afterthought wasn't accepted so much. It seems like it's accepted a little more now, and uh, I think he'll play the part.
2: I feel you on that, Ben. What What are your thoughts as we enter into this showdown this evening across the pond?
1: Uh, what between? Fury, and Pianetta? Like, are
2: we actually talking about that fight? Does that fight even matter? (laughs) Well, in the grand scheme of things, definitely not. But let's give Panetta his three seconds. We ain't going to say ten seconds. Let's give him his three seconds of fame before we get to what this bout should actually set up.
1: I mean, Percy just kind of said it all, pretty much. I mean, the guy is (laughs) taking selfies with Tyson Fury. Seems like he's just happy to be there, kind of like uh, Sefer Sefer Sefery. So, um I'm expecting a pretty quick fight. Hopefully it gets done sooner rather than later so we can get to the fight that everyone wants to talk about is uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Why? Do you think he's got a shot, V? I
2: don't. I I don't at all. But I tell you what does make this bout interesting. And and to be clear, I think both of you guys are right. It is what it is. But I'm more interested in seeing what Fury is going to look like Uh, as opposed to what this bout could set up. You know, we we know that the Deontay Wilder fight is there, and uh, not only is Deontay there physically, but we know that the fight is there and that it's going to happen, but um, this is a guy that Fury should walk over. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, This is a guy in his prime a couple years ago, six years ago or so, he faced Vladimir Klitschko in his prime, and that fight, it took Vladimir six rounds to get him out of there, so he's Six to seven years removed past that bout, facing a Tyson Fury who's been out of the ring for a minute. He did take the one fight prior to now, but uh, I guess my bigger point is I'm, I'm actually more curious to see if Tyson Fury's able to make quick work of a man that should be quick work. reason that I think that's important is because if Fury doesn't look as good as we think he should against a lay-down opponent, what does that do for Deontay Wilder? It, it will become a very dangerous fight, I think, because we know he'll be up for Deontay Wilder. If he puts on a sleeper tonight, he's going to enter that fight looking like, uh, you know, a stronger underdog than, than possibly people will give him credit for based on a lackluster performance tonight. So that's kind of the angle that I'm thinking. What do you guys think about that? Go ahead, Dan. <sighs>
1: I mean, look, like I said, it it it's this guy was brought in to lose in my opinion. <laughs> I just I just um I don't think it matters how Tyson Fury looks to be honest with you. I mean, you know, he can look like crap. I mean, it's just what are we going to be able to tell from him fighting someone who lost to um to um Kingpin Johnson? Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like I just I just don't know. This is like this is like so let me, let me, to...
2: Okay, let me let me rephrase it this way then. If you're everything you're saying, I'm with you 100%. But that's mm-hmm. why I feel Tyson has to to look very good against him. If Tyson somewhat struggles in this fight against the guy who like you said lost to Kingpin Johnson, yada yada. If Tyson if he's breathing pretty hard, if he doesn't look whatever, but if he doesn't put on a, a great masterful performance does that not put a damper on uh, a possible fight with Deontay Wilder? I think it actually even hurts his negotiations with uh with, with Joshua if, if he if if he looks bad in this fight and they fight him each other and he beats him. Like I think it could impact him down the road is what I'm getting at. What what do you are
0: think? Do you think it would
1: hurt fury with negotiations with Joshua if he looks bad against uh Pianetta?
2: No, no, no. If look, let me say it this way. Let me simplify it. If, yeah. if Fury looks bad tonight, let's say he looks bad, and we're thinking, okay, damn, he should have should have gotten this guy out of there early. He didn't he didn't look too great. Wilder faces Fury. Wilder beats Fury. Wilder will then have beat a Fury that didn't look very good anyway. How does that help him with Anthony Joshua? That's that's what I'm getting at. You see what I'm saying? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with Anthony Joshua. Um I don't even really think it has anything to do with Deontay Wilder. I mean, for all intents and purposes, that fight is a done deal from what both sides are saying. Um so he just has to win. He just has to win. Doesn't matter if he looks good, doesn't matter if he looks bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. If he looks bad, then it's going to it's definitely going to hurt the the Wilder fight. I mean, it's definitely going to hurt um, you know, people believing that he has a shot against Wilder, but that doesn't necessarily mean people aren't going to tune in to see that fight still. Um, so, yeah, I think it's important for him to have a good showing. I think it's important for him um, to to hopefully get some better, some more competitive rounds in than what he got in his last fight, just because you know, I just I just don't know how you prepare to face a young, confident, you know, powerful Deontay Wilder by facing someone like Pianetta or, you know, the guy he fought before this, Zephyr. I just, I just, I, again, you know, Tyson and his team, you know, they're the ones that are in camp. They're the ones that, that see, you know, how good he looks and, and they're the ones ultimately that know whether or not he's ready for Deontay Wilder. Um, you know, that's why I just I just I don't know what this Pianetta fight is gonna do for him at all for Deontay Wilder. Other than fighting a big body, you know, Pianetta's at least a a a bigger, taller guy. So, I mean, that'll at least help, you know, with reach and timing and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I just want to get this fight over with. I don't really care how he looks. I'm more interested to see how he looks when he goes, you know, face-to-face and nose-to-nose with Deontay Wilder after the fight's over. So, <laughs> that's just my two cents. Percy, like, what do you what do you think?
3: I'm in the same boat. I, I think, like I said, I think uh, the guy knows his role. He'll go in and kind of give as little resistance as possible. I, I am. I'm more interested to see what the nose the nose is going to be. I'm more interested to see if they're going to announce a fight and a date and a venue. You know, that's something that can be done afterwards. But um, as far as his opponent, I think he knows his role. I, like I said, at the weigh-ins, he was eating it up, man. That usually isn't a sign of a guy that that wants to win. I, I think for Tyson Fury, this was just another weight loss camp and he's lost weight. He's 11 pounds away from what he was in, in the Vladimir Klitschko fight. So, you know, he's had two weight loss camps. I think the Wilder fight will be the real test. That'll be the real deal to see if he can still fight after the layoff. But he's already shown he can take the weight off. Now he's got another guy that he should have uh, little to no problems with. I hate disrespecting fighters, but it is what it is. And I, I'm just, I'm interested to see if, if, if it's truly done. Will we get a venue and a date announced tonight or this evening?
1: How did you think? Yeah, how did you think? I, did you see? Did you see the weigh-in? Did you
3: see how
1: yeah. uh, Fury looked at the weigh-in?
3: Yes, he he looks better. I mean, it, it was. I, I put it like this, man. When you look at pictures from him of him from six months, seven months ago, it, it's almost unreal the transformation he's done. And, and I think he needed those two camps to do that. I don't even know if the motivation. Obviously, the motivation wasn't the opponents because he probably would have would have put two lava bodies in there with himself. I think he's a confident guy that just knew he needed to lose weight and get in shape. When I look at him at the way ins yesterday, when I looked at him at the weigh ins in this previous fight, it, it's just a guy that, that know he had to get his body weight down. He's accomplished that and hopefully after this he's on the uh to the bigger fish, which is obviously Deontay Wilder.
2: Yeah, I I feel you on that Percy. You know, I, I've said and, and felt for a long time that All things being equal and and him being in shape and and where he once was, I think Tyson Fury could be the wild card and the last man standing in the heavyweight division. When he's on this game, I think he's a very, very awkward style and a very difficult guy to fight. So let's look at the road ahead, fellas. That being said, uh, we expect him to get through this fight tonight. We know that it's going to go down like that. In about with him and Deontay Wilder, how do you guys see that for both men going in? tyson fury being the tyson fury that we saw face vladimir Klitschko. go
1: i mean i guess it i guess it depends i mean i don't it, it, the question is is the fight really happening i mean like percy was saying i'm i'm curious to see if it actually i mean everybody's saying it's going to happen there's, there's a couple of people in the comments uh section saying that um you know they're they're not sure it's going to happen either but um yeah, I mean, I'm I i, I I'm just still skeptical about whether or not it's happening. I mean, I think it's going to happen. It sounds like it's going to happen. But just, you know, I mean, usually we do have a, a, a date and a venue already locked down. And um, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff. I mean, if, if Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are fighting on pay-per-view in November, then it doesn't sound like Mikey Garcia and Errol Spence are going to be fighting on pay-per-view in November or December. That'd be rare that they actually do two back-to-back pay-per-views. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I I don't, I, like, I honestly, I can't even get past the end of the Pianetta fight. Like, I'm more excited for the end of that fight just to see what happens when, you know, Deontay Wilder gets, steps away from that commentating desk and and gets up in the ring and and goes face to face like the two did in in New York when, when Fury was over here. So, that first of all, like, do you think the fight's actually like? Is it a done deal? Do you think it's legit, one hundred percent done?
2: Everything that I'm hearing is that it's just looking strong for Vegas mid-November. Uh, if there's a conflict with anything early December, but I, I've heard enough to say that I, I feel comfortable saying that it, it should happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I was gonna ask you actually, like you sound like you might be hearing some things contradictory to what i'm hearing which i mean it happens that way when you do nah, what what are you not
1: nah, a- no nah, I'm, I'm i'm just i've probably heard the same stuff that you're hearing um you know i mean people on both sides have been commenting about it frank warren uh steven espinoza you know but it's just everyone's so what is what do they call that in british in 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 britain cheeky you know everyone's being so cheeky with it i just um you know it's just it just feels so fishy just something just feels out of place about the whole thing um, but you know again maybe that's just because Fury already has a fight in front of him um, you know so they're trying not to be disrespectful or anything like that um, you know it's it's hard to say it's hard to say. Percy have you heard anything well Percy you talked to Deontay
3: Wilder so I know I, I, I'm sure he sounded pretty confident about the fight happening yeah yeah it's kind of like I alluded to uh, when we did the the test run of the first show uh, last week Ben it's I just don't see Deontay as a guy that travels and do things, everything he's doing over there right now, for, for nothing. I, I've never really – just getting his vibes as far as him saying he's moving forward, it's Tyson Fury. I don't know where he goes if it's not Tyson Fury. And I don't know if he would put this much energy into it if it wasn't Tyson Fury. So I think it's done. I think we'll get the face-off tonight. I'm just more curious if – Everything's locked down, the numbers, the venue, the date. I'm more curious than that. I think the fight's done. I just don't know if we'll get official announcements tonight. We've seen the hoopla. We've seen, you know, what they're going to do in each other's face already. Uh hell, it wouldn't shock me if Billy Joe Saunders played an played a, a intricate role in <laughs> something that goes down tonight. But I just, I, I'm curious to see if dates and venues and things like that are locked down, and we may get that tonight yeah I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking and you know
2: a person you brought up a really good point there relative to Deontay actually going across the pond and and being actively involved with the media element of this I don't think Deontay would would be uh would be that vested if he was if it wasn't this is a little bit different from the situation where he wanted to go over there to try to push something with with the Joshua fight remember that didn't even go down. But in this situation, you know, one thing that we mentioned in, in the previous show is that this is a fight that both guys want. And and these are not mm-hmm. two guys that does a whole lot of talking just to be talking. I think both of them when, when they come out and go out on that limb the way that they have, I, I think you you're pretty much gonna get what you get. And that's one of the reasons that I think that's a great fight. You know, so I'm I'm hoping it does happen. But all indications that I'm hearing on my end says that it is a strong Strong possibility for November. Vegas, I, think if,
3: I think if Wilder's done all this and and it doesn't happen, someone's majorly pulled the wool over his eyes. I think Frank Warren and those guys had <laughs> a major trick up their sleeve. I, I just don't see that happening, but it's boxing, man. I've seen crazier, but I tell you what, they're doing a hell of a job of making people interested in that fight.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? One of you guys mentioned earlier, and I, I co-signed that, for Wilder to get this vested in the, the possible build up and all of that in this fight, not materialized ain't a whole lot left for him to do other than maybe the Brazil situation. But uh, there's nothing on a global scale. I don't think that's uh, that's going to attract the attention like this bout, you know, so I- I'm hoping for his sake that that word would be pulled over his eyes.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> for sure.
1: Uh. Yeah. Did you guys see did you guys see any of the stuff that's uh that's been going on over there? Did you see Wilder and Fury going at it?
3: I did not see much uh I, I have not. Yeah, I saw the gonna... video of Wilder and Fury, I saw the video of the, the Billy Joe Sanders video. I <laughs> saw the 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 Fury Father, I believe it was, it got Wilder's face. It's been crazy over there, man.
1: What 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 was your like when you saw the video I know a lot, like some people were saying, ah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's staged. It's WWE ish and whatnot. Like, like when you saw the videos, Percy, what was your, your first thought?
3: I think if, if the rumor that they've been in communication and, and, you know, almost even I believe said they're pretty good friends. I think if that's true, then obviously it was put on to a degree, but, One thing I I love about both guys, and and this is something that you know boxing fans can take away from, is although Fury, I've seen him kind of put on sometimes. Wilder, you could tell eh, eh, this is almost put on. These are two guys that when the bell sounds and they're in the ring, they're trying to take each other's heads off, and that's all that really matters. The hype leading up to the fight, it can be funny, it can be real, it can be whatever. I think these are two guys that can turn the friendship off or whatever it is, turn the, the bargaining chip or the marketing off, and we'll, we'll probably get a solid fight. And that's all that matters. I don't think they're going to be in there, you know, tiptoeing and tap dancing with each other. I think if they face off and we actually get the fight, the fight will be pretty decent for as long as it lasts. What you, what you thought, Ben?
1: I thought it was entertaining as hell. I don't care if it was WWE ish or not. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That, that, that was fun. Um, I mean, from, from Wilder and, and, and uh, Fury going at it to Wilder and, and Fury's dad to um, you know even even Billy Joe Saunders stealing the show coming in and chunking uh well they reported that it was a chicken or something but I, I yeah,
0: uh, yeah I'm pretty I sure it was uh,
1: I'm pretty sure it was a bottle of sauce or something like that my boy uh our boy Roz is out there he was actually at the hotel when everything went down he saw um he saw Billy Joe in the aftermath looking pretty heated. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's insane. And I think that only helps the promotion of, of Wilder and Fury because, you know, obviously Fury and Billy Joe are good friends. They're both, um, they're both, uh, gypsies. I think that's what they call themselves. Yep. Um, so, um. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great. I think, um, you know, anything that's going to bring attention to the heavyweight division, listen, I I don't think it's any different than what Shannon Briggs was doing when he was chasing down Vladimir Klitschko.
3: Absolutely. You know, even,
1: Absolutely. even though he didn't get the fight, it was still entertaining to see Shannon Briggs roll up on Klitschko in his boat and knock him off his paddleboard <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> to show up at the restaurants what what you eat champ, I eat, you know, just, Feeling his food and everything i i thought it was great i thought it was awesome um and hey, let's keep and, it real
3: man. let's keep it real how does shannon briggs <laughs> know where vladimir klitsko is in his own country city every second right. of the day without a little bit of hey, wwe hey. is going
2: I can, on? Eh, no, no 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 you know i can actually answer that one for you guys and i can't okay. because it's right in my backyard both of them live here in South Florida. Vladimir where that happened is is called Alita Park. Vladimir Vladimir Klitschko lives about twenty minutes from there in South Florida. It's a nice little park, got the little rivers, whatever. Well, guess what? Shannon Briggs is about twenty minutes west of there. So wow. for him to be able yeah, so it I mean it's easy to keep an eye on somebody these guys train right across the street from the hot rock down here. So It's easy for them to keep an eye on each other.
3: I I, I think that could have been totally legit. The
2: same with the restaurant they were in.
3: Well, here's the thing. Here's what I was told from another heavyweight contender is that I guess Shannon Briggs, at the time when he was doing this whole Let's Go Champ movement, was funded by a Russian guy that just so (laughs) happened. Because, I mean, he showed up at a gym. He showed up at a restaurant in the middle of the ocean. Like, you just – even if you're kinda watching somebody like I can watch Ben, I don't think I know what he's doing every second of the game. And at one point Shannon Briggs was just too spot on and look, I'm look, I was entertained. I don't care if someone told him, I don't care if they were talking to each other, it was entertainment. And I think we gotta get back to understanding the inside of the ring stuff and entertainment, but some of the outside of the ring stuff gotta be entertainment as well. And we just gotta stop looking for oh man, that was fake and this that who cares?
2: <laughs> were you hey, entertained? Well, I, I will I will say this though that right there is what the heavyweight division has been missing. When, when you hear people say, man, I haven't watched them since Tyson, this and the, who in the hell has the heavyweight division had with personality? Honestly. Yeah. We, yeah, Evander Holyfield had the personality of a tree stump. I love the guy. He's not going to... You're going to wow. get excited about him. You're going to get excited about what he does <laughs> in the ring more than what he does outside of the ring. The Klitschko brothers, I love to watch both of them. Same story. Right now, Tyson Fury has personality that can draw you to watch his fight. Believe it or not, I said this last week, Deontay Wilder has personality to draw you to watch his fight. Sometimes I think he might say some things over the top, but everything he's saying is is attracting people to watch the fight. So I think the heavyweight division lacks this. And to keep it real, as great as he is in the ring, I think Anthony Joshua lacks some of that. He, He has a different charisma, but he doesn't have the personality. You guys with me on that,
3: or? Yeah, I, I don't. Go ahead, man. I, I don't think there's over the top in boxing, but go ahead. No, <laughs> um, I was just. I can't get over
1: the fact that you said Evander Holyfield has a personality of a tree stump. That that you really hurt my feelings <laughs> with that one. You hurt my feelings hey, with
2: that one. Hey, Ho- Holyfield's. My, you know, maybe I'm taking it out on him because he he stiffed my old man when he asked for it, for a damn. Uh, <laughs> for oh, uh, an autograph <laughs> no 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 let me stop but yo real talk though he um uh, no look i love Holyfield like everybody else man but he's not a guy whose personality you're gonna put in a on the level with the tyson or a, a Ali or a, a mayweather he's not gonna bring you to the ring for what he does outside of the ring he's gonna bring you to the ring for what he does inside of it and and that's the difference i think heavyweight division doesn't didn't have those personalities i don't think
1: not I can't anymore. believe you dogged on Evander Holyfield, man. That's um, that's like
3: <laughs> you mess Ben weekend up, man. <laughs> you messed up my whole
1: weekend, man. How you gonna talk about
2: Holyfield?
0: Damn.
3: Hey, I
2: love the real deal, just like
3: everybody else, man. But let's call a spade a spade. Hey, I will say at 55 years old, he's gotten pretty funny when he said, you know, hey, man, my mom told me you ain't going to be young forever. And I looked up and I was 55. Ha, 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 You know, like, <laughs> he's gotten a little funny in his older age. But, no, I get what you're saying. But, you know, fans now say, like, oh, it's WWE-ish. Listen, when when Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier was on that talk show and Muhammad Ali put on that pathetic headlock and they were the- – Trust me, they could have two-pieced each other right then and there. That was put yeah. on, like it's been put on from the beginning, because these guys get paid to fight. They're not gonna risk anything. Wilder and Fury could have got through those five, seven guys that was holding them back, but they're not getting paid to do that, and, and that's the build-up to the paycheck. So I, I understand it. I, it comes with the territory. Embrace it. It was entertaining. Yeah. It was fun.
2: Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. Go, go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. I was just saying, I agree. I don't, I don't have a problem with, I mean, listen, I don't want to see anything that's too fake, you know, like don't go no, over definitely. the top and, and and stage a whole scene from a play or something like that, you know, like, I'm, but, but if it was, if it was set up for, you know, Wilder to be at the weigh-in and accidentally run into Fury, then I'm cool with that. Like, that's not like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, just don't, don't don't fake like don't fake genuine beef like that like that I would have a problem with like don't fake like you guys hate each other but yeah. you know after you're done you're sitting in the hotel lobby you know having a chat about how great that was you know if there's legitimate yeah. beef then yeah. you know let there be legitimate beef there's legitimate beef between Deontay Wilder and uh, uh, Billy Joe Saunders like that's mm-hmm. real. That's not fake. Billy Joe didn't just walk up in there and, and just start beefing with them, you know. Um, that was a legit confrontation and, and like I said, I think that's only gonna enhance the uh the the beef between Wilder and Fury, just because like I said, Fury and, and Saunders are, are friends and stuff. So um But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. The whole Billy Joe thing is what really like He just kind of inserted himself. I mean, the the whole day was about Wilder and and, and Tyson Fury and John Fury going in on them. And then Billy Joe just comes in and steals the show like, you know, don't forget about me, suckers. Yeah.
3: And let's not uh, forget he uh, has a fight coming up. It's smart, man. He has a fight coming up with Demetrius Andrade. So it's smart. It's smart. These boxers are starting to kind of see the big picture and and look beyond what's on the surface. That was was. Pretty cool for him to him to insert himself in that situation. Yeah, I yeah. think these guys are realizing some of them that you know that the the real
2: fight starts way before you get into that ring. Sometimes you some of these fighters you, you don't really even hear about them until they're in a the training camp or announcing a fight. And really, I, I think it only hurts the fighters. Uh, who was it last week? I, I think it was you, Ben, was saying that that uh, in the conversation you had with Andre Ward how we see nba players nfl players 82 times a year yeah. all of these we, we don't hear from a lot of these fighters unless they're in the middle of a uh a promotion for a fight or something so i i think to inject himself in this situation uh or get involved was was a wise thing and i think some other fighters need to take suit to
3: be honest well, other than an occasional tweet, what does Demetrius Zandra did to promote the fight? You know what I'm saying? It's like this is a guy that's felt like he's been in the shadows for years, and to a degree he has been because of promotional issues and everything else. But now that you have the fight, what are you doing to really make people want to see it? Uh, you know, skills mm. is, is not enough sometimes. And
0: mm. that's not
3: taken away from any fighter that just wants to depend on their skills. But if you want to be that next-level guy... I mean, you got to understand, Conor McGregor came into our sport, if you want to say boxing, and got the head honcho in his pro debut because of what he did outside of the ring and what he did outside of the cage. You know, yep. it's one thing to be, uh, I'm not trying to pick on him, but to Keith Thurman saying you want Floyd Mayweather for years, it's another thing to be Conor McGregor that kind of did things outside of the ring or outside of the cage or whatever you want to say to ignite that fire. Guys can take a lesson from that. Yeah. That's kind of what Billy Joe Saunders did. He inserted himself in probably the biggest heavyweight fight that can be made right now outside of Joshua Wilder, Joshua and Wilder, and you know he he has a fight coming up. So I don't think that was by accident that he was there, and I don't think it was by accident that he tossed whatever hmm. it was.
2: Yeah, agreed on all points.
3: Now let me ask. I got for both of y'all because you brought it up. V, you said you know Wilder said some things that that you feel is it's kind of out of line what is the out of line because right now we're kind of praising conor mcgregor's behavior we're <laughs> praising what billy joe saunders did is there an out of bounds in boxing and promoting a van or hyping up a thing and if so what is the out of bounds
2: i think personally out of bounds in in sports politics any of that stuff is family i would start there um uh, uh certain things you need People, wives, their mom, that kind of stuff, I think, always out of bounds. But uh, short of that, it's really hard to say, man. Uh, What I consider out of bounds might be a little much, but uh, I just – I mean, we've all been around this game so long to realize that, you know, this ain't a common – these guys are not everyday people. So what might be out of bounds for us, might be totally in for them and and I think yeah. that fans have to understand and respect that you're not going to hear or maybe then again you will but I was going to say on, on the gridiron football basketball so you hear some stuff too but in boxing if, if there's going to be an out of bounds, a true out of bounds, you're going to hear it in boxing these guys are getting in there ready to take each other's heads off so, so it's a
3: different game I think Ooh man! If you hear what goes on underneath that hell, I know I've said some things when I was a football player. So I don't, I don't know about that. That's why
2: I corrected myself. I thought about okay. some things I heard in my own damn ears. So,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I yeah. think I
3: think when you look at, say, take Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is a guy with forty fights, thirty-nine knockouts, but he's knocked out everyone he's fought. I don't think people. Are, do you understand the dark place you have to take yourself to? mentally to wrap your mind around going to knock another gigantic human being out. I think that's what it's more or less is. I think Deontay is a good guy. I just think yeah. he takes himself yeah. to such a dark place. I don't know if you, how familiar y'all be with MMA, but like the Nick and Nate Diaz brothers,
0: no matter who they're <laughs>
3: fighting, they have to be their opponent, their enemy. They can't have a common ground with them. They got to absolutely hate their opponents. And I just think that's their dark place. Um, I guess if, if you're thinking it's a family program-type deal, some things can be out of bounds. I don't approach boxing as if, as if it's a family program-type deal. If my son and my kids are sitting watching boxing with me, they know exactly what they expect. I, I think probably the worst I've heard was when Ricardo Mayoga told Corey Spinks he's going to dig his dead mom up after he knocked him out. That's pretty raw, but guess what? Corey Spinks had an opportunity to silence that, and he did. He damn near blanked him in a fight. That's the beauty of boxing, no matter what's said. Dominique Brazil <laughs> will get his chance one day to shut Deontay Wilder up. Uh, Deontay Wilder will get his chance one day to shut Dominique Brazil up, and that's the beauty of this. It, it, can they shake hands afterwards and be cool? Hopefully so, but if not, I get it. It's combat, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm a, little, I'm a little more open on things like that when it comes to boxing as opposed to sports yeah. where, you know, you're playing each other two or three times a year. You got to see each other. It's a little different in boxing. Most of these guys aren't even friends.
1: My man grand Puba in the comment section said uh, women and children are out of bounds. True or false?
3: I think it, I think it, it depends on the context. And when, here's the thing. The only thing Deontay, Deontay Wilder said about Dominique Brazil's kid is he hope he's present to look him in his eyes. It is not. And I'm not, I've never seen Dominique Brazil's son or kid ever. So I'm just stating a, a hypothetical. It's not like he said, I hope his, cross-eyed son or his fat son. He just said, I hope his kid is So, you know, sometimes people, if you say your kid, people think you're talking about the kid. He's not talking about the kid. He's just saying he hope he's present. Dominic Brazil on the other hand said, you know, you have a disabled kid. That to mm-hmm. me is a little more of a, of a dig than saying, I hope your kid's present so he can look me in my eyes.
1: What about a what about, uh... Oh snap! What about um, what about Big Baby Miller <laughs> talking about Anthony Joshua's mom? I might
2: have missed going, that man. one. Ta- 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 yeah, I- bring me up to speed on that. I must have missed that. What what uh, what did he say? V
1: V all <laughs> out of the loop. V all out of the <laughs> loop. Uh. <laughs> Uh, big baby and and Anthony Joshua were going at, it, and I think big baby said something about uh wanting to take Anthony Joshua's mom out on a date. That's it. <laughs> wow. Okay. But it caught. But it caught yeah. headlines like you know those were all the questions that um, the media started asking Joshua about. You know, what do you think? of Him mentioning your mom and and Joshua actually did a a double. Like Joshua didn't even know he said anything. Uh, he didn't find. He didn't find out until a. a a reporter said something to him and he was like, wait, what, what'd he say? And you could tell he got <laughs> a little irritated by it, but um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, saying that you want to take someone's mom out on a date or something. I don't, you know, that's one thing. And uh, I mean, I didn't, you know, I mean, is that out of
2: bounds? I could see that as a, a casual, but uh, a pretty direct jab. Uh, I, I don't really personally, and this is odd because I did say moms and families are I don't know that that's the type of job that I would take offense to. It's a lot different than you saying something else about someone's mom. That could actually be taken as a as a um, as a compliment, a compliment in some respects. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know that I would take that as a jab personally. He wouldn't be talking about taking her on a date if he didn't think a certain way of her. You know what I mean? So mm. I might have laughed at that one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> usually mothers' families, I'm I'm gonna stay away from that personally. <laughs> What you, yeah.
3: you think, Ben? On, what you think on everything?
1: Man, I don't care. Like, I mean, these guys are going to have an opportunity to settle their differences in the ring, so if, if you want to be the one that, yeah. you know, incites that wrath, then so be it. You know what I mean? You can pretty All much right. say whatever you want to say. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think some stuff is a little bit, you know, nastier. I mean, talking about someone's kid and you know, just bringing up family and stuff like that, like that's like damn, like damn, really, you said that, but um, <laughs> but again, I mean, like I said, assuming that they fight, you know the guy's gonna have an opportunity to do something about it, so um, you know at the end of the day, you can pretty much say whatever you want, you just better know you're gonna have some heat coming at you when when you get in the ring, so I'm good with it, I'm good with it,
3: yeah. um, you know if I didn't have.
1: Oh, oh no, right, yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was just <laughs> gonna say I mind when when Deontay said he wants a body on his record, like I know a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, he wants to actually kill somebody," and I don't, you know, like I don't, <laughs> I don't think he said that meaning like I want to go out and murder someone. Like that's not like you gotta again, it, you gotta look at the context of how he said it and. um you know, just, just look at the big picture. Again, he was, you know, he was, uh, you could kind of tell he went from just being regular Deontay Wilder into becoming the bronze bomber, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of people, a lot of people, was. yeah, a lot of people, Um, a lot of people don't really understand that, but actually if you, if you listen to a lot of entertainers, you know, not just, not just fighters, not just athletes, but, you know, even when, you know, like Beyonce is talking about when she gets on stage and, and becomes Sasha fierce, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of entertainers say that they almost have this second personality that they have the to become. Ego. Right. The alter ego that they have to become in order to, uh you know, in order to perform. And and I think that's what Deontay Wilder does sometimes, whether it's, know, whether he's fighting, whether it's in interviews, you know, you can almost kind of hear when Deontay Wilder does interviews and he switches into the bronze bomber mode like the bronze bomber, man, that dude, man, you, you don't want to run into the bronze bomber in, in the wrong alley at the wrong time of day. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. he ain't, he's, he's definitely, you know, a little bit different than just the regular Deontay Wilder. But like I said, that's why, you know, when they make comments like that, like when Wilder made the comment about um, Dominic Brazil's kid and, and wanting to bring him on stage and look him in the eyes so he could see the man that's going to cripple his daddy.
0: Okay, shit. Like I'd
1: love to see that. I'd love to be at a press conference where he's like, "Come here, kid. Come here, punk." You know or whatever, you know, Mr. T style or whatever, like, "Give it to me." If, if it's going to be entertainment, I'm I'm
3: definitely going to uh to watch. So, I'm I'm down for it. No, definitely. I was going to say, man, I just think I think the problem I have with it is is a lot of fans try to pick and choose who that's okay for. I think Mike Tyson's done things in the past and said things about, you know, I want to eat Lennox Lewis' kids, and when they got into melee, <laughs> yeah. he bit, you know, Lennox Lewis on his inner thigh, and he, you know, come here, you little white boy, I'll, I'll F you till you love me. That's great. We love Mike, and we're like, Mike is back. Mike is the old Mike. He wasn't medicated like we used to seeing him recently, and when someone like Deontay says, like, hold up, that's not why I watch boxing, you know? And it's like, really? We praise Tyson. We praise Mayoga for getting on the scale with a cigarette and a ham sandwich and just – and that's what I don't like. I don't like when we make it okay for certain guys and then for another guy it's like, oh, that's the worst thing you can say. I agree with Ben. I think when Deontay Wilder says, I want a body on me, it's it's almost like when you hear a fighter saying, I'm training like a slave, you know? It's, it's, it's just – it's just a – A phrase almost. Now, if it happens, I think he would feel remorse. I mean, you've seen him go over to his opponents after fights and check on them and this, that, and the other, so it's not like he's this brute savage, just animal, but you you hear catchphrases like that all the time in boxing. I, I tell people all the time. I mean, if you were born in the 70s and you were a black man, being called the Uncle Tom by another black man might be worse than anything we've heard in boxing. And, and, you know, Muhammad Ali <laughs> damn near made a living doing that. So, you know, that's why to me there is, there are no out-of-bounds. It's, you gotta fight at the end of the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think Percy just bought that one home. I, I would agree. I mean, in in all fairness, although it's some things I I don't necessarily want to hear or think guys should say, you're right. And Ben mentioned it earlier as well. You know, when when these guys are saying these things, you're doing so under the caveat that you know, this guy's going to have an opportunity to do the very same thing to you that you done said about him. So you got to be ready to bring it. You know, we, we watched Floyd. Floyd was a master at that in his own way. You know, Floyd he didn't go as far sometimes but no matter how bad he spoke to a guy leading up to a fight the first thing you saw him do when it was over was go to that guy show him some love acknowledge his effort you know and at the end of the day they just put on the show that they were supposed to do and they entertain it so it is what it is but these guys have to fight and that's really what it comes down to I'm trying
1: to get my man uh my man Sean to 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 jump on here v i know we were talking about Tyson Fury versus uh, Pianetta. Sean is like
2: – Sean
1: is – I don't know. He's almost perfect at predicting fights. So um, if he comes on, hopefully he comes on, he'll he'll give us a nice breakdown of what we can expect from Tyson Fury when he fights uh, Pianetta. I'm expecting – you know, Tyson Fury said he was going to be the heavyweight version of Sugar Ray Robinson. I think it was Sugar Ray Robinson. Maybe he said Sugar Ray Leonard. I think it was Robinson, though. Um, but um, – but then just yesterday he said um, he was going to go toe-to-toe, so I, who knows what we're going to get. I think we're going to see the regular Tyson Fury. He's going to stick the jab out. He's going to entertain the fans and, um, you know, just dance his way to a pretty easy victory.
3: But you um see him carrying him a couple of rounds just to get rounds in? Because this is that kind of opponent where you probably can. I mean, it's a big man that's dangerous, I guess, but could you see him carrying him a few rounds just to get some rounds in? Um,
1: I could see that. Um, I mean, I guess it just depends on how comfortable he feels in there with this guy. Um, I can definitely see him carrying him, though. Um, you know, if if it's like I said, it just depends on what Pianeta is gonna bring. You know, Pianeta might want another selfie while they're in there. So, you know, who, <laughs> who, who, who would that be? Wild fighter trying to take a selfie in the middle of a fight. Um, but um but yeah, I could see him probably carrying him for a couple of rounds. I don't think it goes past 6 rounds. If it goes past 6 rounds, um then I'm going to be pissed off cuz I don't want to wait that many rounds to see Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder go at it. Yeah, I think Deontay but, um, Wilder would be
3: pissed off it went 6 rounds.
1: <laughs> um but yeah yeah no i'm i'm hoping you know you know who's really really pissed off right now about this whole week and the weekend and everything call frampton because tyson fury is not even the main event call frampton is the main event yeah and nobody is talking about that fight so if i'm call frampton i would be like man
3: this is some
2: bullshit (laughs) <laughs>
3: Without a doubt, I thought that when I watched the weigh-ins, it's like, geez. After the Beatrix was over, you kind of forgot he was weighing in. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah,
1: he's uh, he's fighting Luke Jackson, I think. I Think that's who he's uh-huh. fighting. Um, looked like it. I I know he had to like strip down to his skivvies just to um make weight. So I don't don't know how much longer Call Frampton can continue to make this weight. Man, like that's whew, man, that's tough. <sighs> Is, yeah.
3: That's that's another topic man we're starting to see that a lot Jojo Diaz you know fought for his first world title yeah. against Garrett Russell next fight he missed weight I think um and boxing is is not like MMA there's there's enough weight divisions where you can find one that's suited for you and be comfortable in it um it's not like MMA with a 15 pounds difference in between so yeah that's something that's got to get rectified man these guys gotta you know make the weight that's on the contract
2: no, you know what? Honestly,
3: I, I think that goes down to the fact that these
2: guys are um, the guys are doing whatever they can do to get an edge. And some of these guys, I think, know they belong somewhere else. And uh, as long as they can get there or close enough, they're willing to sign the dotted line to make these fights happen. You know, with, without even getting into names, I don't want to put anybody out there, but there's two or three guys I could think of who do that regularly, who. Should be going somewhere else at this point and, and have chose to stay where they are because it's, it's easier to get victories there. So uh, I think we see that more than people are willing to admit. That's why it's happening so much.
3: And it's so crazy because I don't know how depleting yourself like that. I understand the rehydration and there's proper time to rehydrate up gigantic, but, man, I, I don't know how much of an edge that is now with everyone being so skilled. I, I don't know. That's just crazy to me. You know,
2: let me yeah. let me
3: ask you.
2: I'm sorry, Ben. You were gonna say something on that because I want to ask. You. No, no. Go ahead. When when it comes to that whole thing with rehydrating, we look at guys. We think about some of the bigger fights we've seen. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, we talk Manny Pacquiao, Oscar De La Hoya. Some of those fights were was a crazy, crazy difference. I remember it's taking me back to a conversation I had with someone about Floyd and Golovkin. At one point, they were saying. Uh, that they could see Floyd coming back. And there was some rumbling about him possibly coming to fight Golovkin. This was this. We're going back over a year ago. Check this out, though. This is what I mentioned. And and to me, it's an interesting angle on that whole thing. When you talk about the – so many people put a whole lot of stock in a guy making the weight. My personal opinion was that if I were Floyd taking that fight, I would let him weigh in at 160 and I would weigh in at at my 147. But I would cap him on the rehydration end. If he weighs in at 160, he can only hydrate to 165. Floyd at 147, hydrate into 152, 153. I think beats a Golovkin, who's only 165 pounds at fight night. I think that. The, I guess what I'm getting at. I think that fighters and trainers. They, I think they've approached the whole rehydration thing wrong for years. I don't give a damn what you weigh in at fight night, I don't want to face a man that's that much bigger than me. Would, would that strategy not make sense? Y'all see where I'm going with this?
3: Yeah, but a commission would never allow that a welterweight to fight a middleweight. I think that would be the trouble on the front end as far as Ford wanting to weigh 147 and basically say he can weigh in whatever he wants. I, I think a commission just wouldn't allow that on the front end. Now on the back end, it can be tricky and you can play games because if you're within when, weight... Now when,
2: let me, hold, hold up. Let me make sure I get what you're saying. So if, if it's a hundred sixty pound fight for the middleweight title, and uh-huh. then Floyd has the opportunity to balk up to one fifty four, 155. but he says I want to stay at one fifty, one fifty two. But the the weight, the fight weight is one hundred fifty. I
3: I think I think that they would allow that, you know? You you think if Golovkin weighed in at one sixty, which is the middleweight limit, they would let yes. allow Floyd to come in at one forty seven? No, no, Floyd doesn't. Uh, well,
2: for his fight, say 154, he came in closer to what? Well, 151, 152. So mm-hmm. let's say he decided to do 151, 152. His regular over well-to-weight weight. And Golovkin weighed in at the limit. I think Floyd in that fight with a cap, a rehydration cap, like he can weigh in at his limit because I want his damn title. We're not going to bring him in at 156, 157, catch weight. We're going to let him weigh in at his natural weight, 160. But on fight night, he can only hydrate to 165. I'm going to weigh in at 152, and I'm probably going into the ring at 153. I think that's the way fighters should should be approaching these catch ways. I think guys been doing this shit all
3: wrong. I, I so, see what you're saying as far as making them – kind of watch what they eat after they weigh in at what they want to weigh in at. So I, I, I feel what you're saying with that. I don't, I don't, you know, it's hard to say with the Golovkin-Floyd thing, but I see what you're saying as far yeah. as instead of getting it on the front end, get it on the back end because, yeah, if you step off that scale, are you ready to go tear down a buffet or something? And it's, it's just, it wouldn't be that easy for you. I think that's smart strategy, man. Honestly, I, I wonder why
2: we don't see that at all. Like, honestly, because think about it. When guys have bitched in the past, oh, he's the middleweight champion. You can't make him fight at 157 and expect him to fight for his title. No. Well, you know what? Give his ass his weight. If he wear 160, let him let him tip the scale of 160. He's just not bouncing up the 175 fight night. That's where I think that, that whole thing should be going, and I've never seen anyone do it. You guys might know of some instances. I can't think of one, but it makes more sense
3: to me. We We don't see that, though. No, I get that. I get that. I believe De La Jolla Pacquiao was something like that, though. I believe maybe it was the front end and the back end, but uh, I think De La Jolla Pacquiao was something like that. Yeah, I remember the IV story and all of that. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask you this, both of y'all this, on the spinoff of this evening, where, do, where does the other heavyweights go? Because we're kind of in this Wilder, Joshua – Fury Triangle right now, but we are leaving out some guys. There's Lewis Ortiz who just got back on the the W train. Um, obviously, fight of the year candidate I guess between Dillian White and Joseph Parker. Dillian White came out of that. Um, my man is always entertaining. Um, got to get Derek Chisora. He's coming off a good win. He just got a, a, a you know a decent win under his belt. So I guess although we're focusing on three we're actually in a pretty good spot with the heavyweights right now.
1: Yeah, no, uh, we're in a great spot. I mean, it just, I guess it just depends on who's going to be playing with who. I mean, right now half the heavyweights you named are, um, are in the Eddie Hearn world (laughs)
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) and and the other half are outside of it. So, um, you know, I guess the question is, are, are the Eddie Hearn heavyweights going to play with the Al Heyman heavyweights and, and, and some of these other guys? And I just, I don't know if we're going to see that. I really don't know if we're going to see that. There's clearly some type of drama between Eddie Hearn and Al Heyman that is preventing them from doing any future business. Um, you know, That's we'll see nice. if that changes. Yeah, but that's boxing, you know, like that's, it's just the names have changed. I mean, in the past it was Bob Arum and Don King, you know, now it's Al Heyman and Eddie Hearn. So, I mean, that's just boxing that goes on all the time. Um, so I'm not really concerned about that, but um, it does suck that certain fights, like ideally, I think Louis Ortiz should be fighting Dylan White. I think that fight makes sense right now. That's what uh, I, was getting I
2: think that. so. I 100% it think it. so. I'm yeah, no, I, right there.
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's very easy to sit back and look at the heavyweight division and say, okay, this guy should fight that guy now, this guy should fight that guy, Um, but it's just some of those fights are not going to happen just because, you know, we know the Eddie Hearn and Al Heyman situation, so, um, you know, I'm thinking, hey, Al Heyman, just somebody just mentioned it in the comments section, man, it goes down in the comments section, I, don't, I know you guys aren't, uh, I know you guys aren't watching these comments, but, um there's actually been a few comments that that I want to get back to. This fat apples guy, I wanna I wanna address. He, he made the <laughs> comment that Deontay Wilder's been ducking opposition, and 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 I want to come back to that. So I'm not I'm not gonna forget about that fat apples. We we're gonna take a bite out of that here in a minute. But but I hope that the, the email
2: wins an award for originality. Fat apples. I, that's funny as hell.
1: I'm hoping that's a female and not a dude. Like, I don't know. That's a weird name for a dude. Um, but, um, but, no, someone just pointed out that Al Heyman just signed uh, Joe Joyce, you know, who – like, yeah. Joe Joyce could fight. I, I think – I don't know what Joe, Joe Joyce's record is. It's 5-0, 6-0 oh, oh, or something like that. But um, he could fight any of those guys right now. Like, Joe Joyce is a legit contender. I'd love to see Joe Joyce. In some of these fights, uh, hell, you could probably throw Joe Joyce in with Luis Ortiz, and that would be a great scrap um but but that's what makes the heavyweight division so exciting again is that you have all of these guys like look i don't think when we talk about the heavyweight divisions back and, and all that listen i don't let let's let's slow down here for a second i don't i I wouldn't say the heavyweight division is back to you know the Ali era where you got Ali and Frazier and Foreman and all these guys um what what's back in the heavyweight division is competitiveness that's what's back like all of these guys are competitive and you can't necessarily say this guy's going to beat that guy or this guy's going to beat that guy you know all these guys are kind of you know fighting to prove which one really is the best and that's what makes it exciting again as opposed to when klitschko was reigning supreme i mean god anytime klitschko would fight i think everyone would be like oh Great, you know, like you kind of already knew what was coming—the yeah. jab and grab, unanimous decision, you know—and and, and I think that's what was so boring about it. But now that the competitive the competitiveness is back, um, you know, I, I I just I just think that's what's exciting about the heavyweight division. I mean, look, just look at uh, who did you just say, Percy, Derek Chisora,
0: and Derek Carlos Chisora.
1: I mean, I you know, I know, I know. Chisora Chesara got the win, but it wasn't an easy win. You know, yeah. that was a fun, exciting fight. Um, you know, Joseph Parker, I mean, even though Dylan White got the win, it wasn't an easy win. You know, that was a, a fun competitive, competitive fight. fight.
3: Yeah. Right,
1: right. And I think yeah, I think let me, no matter what you see going forward, that's what you're gonna continue to see are close competitive fights. I agree.
2: Yeah, let me let me ask you guys this though. I mean, when when we think about And it's true. I mean, it's a resurgence of of watchable heavyweights now, which we haven't seen in a minute. But (laughs) I heard one fight fan say this, and it was an interesting observation and one that I don't want to agree with, but I kind of have to. He was saying that the reason that today's heavyweight division is back or, you know, seems more interesting is because you have a a whole group of guys and there's really no true – no great separation from those considered elite from those who are right below them. And when I thought about that, when we think about the, the golden years, Ali, you know, all of those guys, Foreman, those guys were going to beat any B-level opponents no matter what. But we knew who was going to end those fights with the hand raised. In this era, we'll take the two, the top two. We have Wilder and we have uh, Joshua. This, this particular fight fan's position was either one of those, or both. basically both of those guys have certain vulnerabilities that could, could make them an easy loss on any given night as well as an easy victory. Do you guys feel that this era is, is more competitive because there is no true separation, or do you, like, what What do you guys think about that perspective?
1: You want um, to,
3: Ben? I'll yeah. get a second. Go, ahead, no, go ahead, P. no, go ahead, Pete. No, go ahead. I actually think... I mean, I can see what he's saying. Here's why I think we're back interested in the heavyweight division is because with any weight class, especially the heavyweight division, there has to be two giants, figuratively speaking. I don't mean they have to be 6'8 or anything like that, but they have to be two giants that we eventually want to see fight one another. People forget when Lennox Lewis was beating Michael Grant and, and you know guys like that, those guys weren't great heavyweights, but we all wanted to see Tyson Lewis at some point. It's almost like the culmination of that fight potentially happening made us interested in, you know, Lennox Lewis beating guys like Andrew Galada and people like that when they weren't world-class heavyweights. We, we kind of get that confused sometimes. If you look back, and I'm not saying Lennox Lewis didn't have a great resume, but if you look back at some of the guys that Lennox Lewis was just punishing – we were only excited that he was punishing them because the potential of, of a Mike Tyson fight was still there. Well, now we finally have that again with, with Wilder and Joshua. If, if Dominic, if, I'm sorry, if, if Deontay Wilder was knocking everyone out and there was, there was no Anthony Joshua at the end of it, we'll still be like, man, he's knocking people out. The heavyweight division still sucks. I mean, this, this, and this. You always have to have those two guys at the end that we hope potentially could get in there and mix it up. And I think that's where we're back at. With the heavyweight division, it kind of piggybacks on what Ben was just saying about there's so many more 50-50 fights. And then out of all of those 50-50 fights, we have these two giants that we hope can eventually work it out and get in with each other. I mean, look, look at how Luis Ortiz was made the boogeyman just because Anthony Joshua wasn't quite where he's at right now. So we want to see Deontay fight someone. That's why Luis Ortiz became the boogeyman. Now it's Joshua, so it's that. So I think... More than anything, is that. It's just we have two guys who we are dying to see fight. That's why Pacquiao Mayweather was so big, because you saw him dominate guys all the way up. Eventually, we wanted to see them fight. And I think Boston always kind of needs that.
2: Okay, so let me remix this question a little bit. Judging by what we have, uh, let's, let's put Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua in the drawer somewhere for a minute. Let's look at everybody okay. else out there. Who do you guys see be, having the, the, the capability, the skills, the chin, the whatever, the package to be a guy that could possibly unseat either one of them? Who, who do you guys think that would be out of the other crop?
1: To unseat who? Wilder and Fury? I mean,
3: who, Wilder and Joshua? Mm-hmm.
2: Who, who do you guys see being uh, having the capability to possibly uh, defeat one of those two? Anyone, anyone, like they're, they're both vulnerable. Who do you get the strongest um, chance? Fury. <laughs> so that's my answer. Fury. Okay. So we, we agree collectively on it. Fury has been my guy. I, I think I was saying it earlier. I, I do believe that, but you know what? Honestly, and this is just my spin, but I, I like Lewis Ortiz, man. And people talk about the age and all of that stuff. It is difficult to fight a southpaw. But when you got a a heavyweight southpaw, the throw combinations, pretty good chin, uh, pretty good pedigree while you're at it. I mean, uh, I think he's a tough out for any of these guys. And I would actually like to see him fight Joshua first,
3: honestly. Who would you pick out of Fury and Luis Ortiz if they fought right now, V? Right now? Mm -hmm. Not the Tyson Fury that's
2: Two fights in, off of a long hiatus. Honestly, I like I like uh, Ortiz in that fight, man. Hey. Now that's the that's the Fury right now, the Fury that beat Klitschko and was still in shape, and we knew what we were getting. That would have been a hell of a fight, uh, I think, because I don't think Ortiz is an easy out for anyone. Who you like on that one, Ben?
1: Uh. Who do I like on which one Fury and Ortiz? Yeah, yeah um, that's a good question. um I'm gonna say Tyson Fury. I'm gonna say tyson Fury um it, just because um I think it's gonna be a chess match, and um I like what uh I like what Fury will be able to do even if he's out of shape. Um, you, you think, fat let Apple, me you, Fat on, Apple, let me, Fat Apple strikes again and says
2: Usyk <laughs> beats them all. Usyk, wow, Usyk,
3: Usyk, Usyk. You know, I was, I tell you who <laughs> Usyk, I tell you who Usyk ain't beating.
1: And he ain't beating Sean Porter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can't believe. Sean yeah, how the, the hell has Sean Porter growing and He grew so much, huh? Right, that's crazy. <laughs> like I can't
1: believe they were even fighting in the same division as amateurs. That's that's pretty wild. Usyk, you know, yes, I was going to say that. Dude, I was, I
3: was, I was, was going to say if you, I, I think like you brought up a good point with Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce looks to be the package. He looks to be the real deal. He's probably only about six fights into his career. Are we at such a fifty-fifty stage where guys get bumped off and we rush guys like that? Because I think the Usyk heavyweight talk right now might be a little bit rushed. Um, I, I, think don't think so. I don't think so. Same with Joyce. I don't. I don't.
1: I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I think Usyk. I think Usyk fought at heavyweight before cruiserweight. Actually, I think. Um, I think he fought. Um, I think he had a. Um, heavyweight, fight. I think he fought at heavyweight in the amateurs um, at some point. I'm talking big game um, hunting
3: though, brother. I'm talking big game hunting. I mean, I mean if you <laughs> look at the top six, can Usyk beat, you know, I don't, uh, I, and I'm not huge on Big Baby Miller's skill set, but Big Baby Miller is probably a tall task for a guy coming off fighting cruiserweights for and he's coming in at 300 pounds and you a lot so? of man to
1: be leaning up against you. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I don't. But Big Baby don't really like. I don't know. Like, I don't think he really uses his weight like that. Um, you know, I don't know. I think I would favor Usyk over Big Baby Miller. Um, I, it depends on how many cheeseburgers Big Baby has had that day. But, um, but I don't know. Usyk's pretty good, man. Usyk's pretty good. Um, I think I would. I, I'd, I'd feel safer about him if he was a little bit bigger. Um, mm-hmm. just because heavyweights now are so big, man, they're so, so
3: big. big. That's like, what I'm saying. That top six, and you know, I, I think about a guy that's fighting tonight, Brian Jennings. Like he had so much mm-hmm. promise, and it's almost like he got rushed, and now he's trying to put the pieces back together. And I just don't want to see that with some of these guys because of these 50 50 fights. Unfortunately, now a loss and you're forgotten about. So one of these 50 50 guys lose, and we're moving on to the next guy. Like bring on some cruiserweights and. Joe Joyce and guys like that and I just, you know, we got
1: time. We have time. Andre, although, Andre
3: Ward, uh, Andre going. Ward beats them all at heavyweight. <laughs> Ooh.
1: No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> okay, i was about a little bit. Ward Ward is my boy, but I'm I'm asked to let you roll solo on that one, man. <laughs> no, nah, no, no. I'm just
1: I'm just I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh
2: although he did they, they like they were
1: seriously talking about that Anthony Joshua fight. Like I think he was serious about, hey, if there's an offer, then I'll take it. So, I don't know. Dre uh,
2: looking, looking kind of big wanna hear now, Hey, huh? you want to hear something crazy? This is exactly what I think the fan was getting at about the vulnerabilities. Ward would never, obviously, have a chance to knock him out. But if it goes 12, if it, went tw- if it somehow went 12, that would tell me Joshua got outboxed. Because there's no other way you're going. Like, for one, stamina, the whole nine yards. Ward is just a better fighter, period. In every category, he just he, he lacks the size. But if it went 12, I think Joshua would be in trouble on the scorecards. You don't go 12 rounds with a guy like Ward and, and get away with the two easily. I don't give a damn if it is at heavyweight.
3: That would be an interesting night. But I hope Ward stays retired. He get the hell knocked out of him playing. Right yeah, I always there. thought if I always <laughs> thought if Ward moved up to heavyweight, he had to find a John Ruiz, like kind of like Roy Jones yeah. did. And I don't know who the John Ruiz is right now, but he would have had to find him. To um, I mean, these guys are so big, man. If you look at the top He's a guys, these super heavyweight. So yeah, so if, if I'm trying to think of a John Ruiz type guy, I can't think of one. But that he would definitely have to find. That kind of guy. Not
1: a champion. Not a champion anyway. There's like. No, uh, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> fat apples. I fat apples be throwing some shit out there. Fat. Fat Apple <laughs> Fat wants apple's to a Bruce. new
3: Nard fan. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> fat
1: Apples Fat apples said he wants to see Bryant Jennings versus Amir Mansour Percy, one of your boys.
3: That would be an interesting yeah. fight for both yeah. guys, a crossroads fight. So, yeah. Those, those. well, I know Amir is like Delaware, but it's close enough to Philly. Those all Philly, thing, I mean, we just saw him fight Joey DeWaco. That's who who Brian Jennings just fought. Um, I, I love the Amir Mansour Brian Jennings fight. I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, I actually spoke to Amir about that fight a while ago, and I know they have a lot of hours in the gym together, so I don't know how. You know, sometimes you spoil the guy so much, it's like, geez, I don't know if I really want to mix it up with him in a real fight because they know so much about each other. But um, no, where we both of them at? If Brian Jennings can get past um Demar, how do you say Tranko or whatever, that that that's a very interesting fight.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look There's who Sean. just
3: jumped in!
1: Look who just jumped in! My man, Sean. <laughs> what's up sean actually you might not be able to hear us i don't think you're on uh i think you're on uh you're on google hangouts but you're not on blog talk sean so you need to jump into blog talk real quick i'll send you the link though hold on i'll send you the link to blog talk and we'll get you in one second yeah i forgot Bryant jennings is fighting too Dimitrenko? yeah
3: yeah Dimitrenko. yeah you know. And that's a, that's not a, I mean, again, Brian Jennings, 225. I think Dimitrenko was 256. It, it's a, it's a big man's game, man. And I think it's starting to, you are starting to see, I, I've always said, I kind of see that with the 154 pound division. You're starting to see the Jared Hurds and the Jamel Charlos and yeah. some of those smaller guys, just, I mean, like Lara, it's almost like Lara don't stand a chance there now because he's so, he's looked at as a small junior middleweight and, it's the same with heavyweight. Not saying that size is everything, but man, when I saw Brian Jennings' weight and Demetrenko's weight, that's a that's a huge difference, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot to give up and, 20, 30, 40 pounds to a guy. Absolutely. New. And Jennings hmm. is a vegan now, or a vegetarian, or something like that. And I'm not knocking that. I don't know the the the. Goods and the pads with that as far as being a fighter. I remember when Timothy Bradley did it, he hated it. He, You know, he eventually came right off of it. So hopefully that's not something that's, you know, weakening weak him or anything like that. But I know that's something he's incorporated. And um, I even want to say Charles Martin experimented with it. I don't think he stayed with it long. So uh, maybe it's something to that. But, I, I you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. Uh, spectator tonight for sure.
2: It's funny you say that, Percy. I, I remember reading a, uh interview with Golovkin who was saying, they were asking about his power. He was saying the power is from beef. He's a, he's a heavy beef eater. And I, oddly enough, I've heard that from a lot of guys. And uh, here's what made me think of it, though. I, I don't know if you guys knew this. I grew up a vegetarian for the most part, early on. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, now I still do my chicken, my fish, whatever. But uh, I will tell you, from a, a strength standpoint, there's a hundred percent difference when you're eating beef and, and meat regularly as opposed to when
3: you're not. I didn't feel as strong, a hundred percent. So yeah, you, you got to think the protein that comes in some of those meats are, are there for a reason, and you know, it's, yeah. especially when you're doing something physically demanding like fighting. And I mean, just the training to get ready for a fight is unreal. So yeah, I, I would definitely lean towards you know. Eat meat as opposed to not, but maybe it works for Brian Jennings. Everyone's body is different.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah. Hold on. Let me get Sean to mute his... That's Sean. I got to get him to mute his Google Hangouts. (laughs) That's all. I'm like listening to myself. It's kind
2: of cool. I know I can hear. (laughs) That's what the (laughs) hell happened to me last week when I screwed up the broadcast. I was hearing myself <laughs> <late>. <laughs> hearing myself late. I think he's good now,
1: though. Yeah, oh, maybe no, not. It, not yet. No, he's he working isn't. on it. He'll be yeah, all right in just a second. second. There he goes. Go. Oh no, nope, he just took it off. <laughs> 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 he just took it off. Yeah, no, a lot of heavyweight action going on. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh. We'll see what happens, but I, I really, like I said, I don't really care about this pianetta fight other than getting through it so we can see um the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury
3: show. No, nope, by great. What's the chances, Ben, you think, if you're going percentage-wise, that we get a, a, a date announcement, venue announcement tonight?
1: Hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 kind of um, you know. I would think. Listen, if the fight's done, like they say it's done, then um, you know, I would have expected them to. Okay, the fight happens tonight. They're both in the ring. They both talk some smack about each other. I would have. I would expect an announcement tonight. Like okay, like maybe not the venue because I can I can see how the venue like they might be deciding between Vegas and New York. I know Steven Alvinoza mentioned that. Um, So they might not announce the venue, but I would think that they would have the date locked in. It sounds like either November 10th or November 17th. So which one is it? But again, the date is probably going to be dependent on the venue. Are they going to do it in Vegas or are they going to do it in New York? New York might have the 17th. Vegas might have the 10th. They might have a bidding war going on right now between Vegas and New York. Like, I don't really know what's going on. Um, maybe the venues are, maybe everyone's just waiting to see how Tyson Fury looks, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, they may not have the date and the venue um, by tonight. But I would think, depending on how he looks, you know, if, if he looks good, it shouldn't take long for the venues to be solidified. So I would have thought that they would have had Deontay Wilder out there. And keep him out there for like a press conference on Monday or Tuesday or even Wednesday to officially announce it in the UK, and then he could come back here to the states, and then they can do another press conference in a couple of weeks or something like that. But I'll you. you know, it's it's kind of uh, it's it's kind of odd that they don't really have a press conference set up any time next week while Deontay Wilder is out there. Like I don't see Deontay Wilder. Um, flying back out to England again. Like, if he comes home after the weekend, I, I can't see them flying him back out to England again to do another press conference. And if you're going to do this fight, I would think you would want to have a press conference in England. So Definitely. Like I said, I don't know. It's it's a little weird. It's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. So, I don't know. What do you, what do you think?
3: Um, I agree. I, I don't know about the venue. I think probably nine times out of ten the date is locked in. And that's a big step because the date being locked in means it's official at least. And that's, that's all I want. I just want it to be official. I don't want them to smack talk each other and like, Oh, we're going to negotiations. Shelly's going to talk to Frank. And this at least give me a date because otherwise uh, you've kind of alluded to the whole show, Ben, what's the point of us watching this fight? And I hate to say that because I'm a fight fan and I watch fights, but you know, what's the point if, we're doing all of this for another face-off smack talk and have your guy call my guy let's get it done. I don't want that. I want at least something <laughs> locked in tonight.
2: You know, I I think, yeah. I think both of you guys raised good points, um, particularly the one you mentioned, Ben, about him going out there, coming home and having to go back. But honestly, I'm going to go out on the limb and say, we probably got about an 80% chance that something's announced tonight's for the simple fact that I don't see... Or let me just say it this way. They're either very close or something has been solidified. Because I don't think Deontay would have gone all the way over there, been part of the build-up, all of this that blase, blase. And uh, I don't think he would have gone under there and gone alone with this if there wasn't something solid in place. I, I think that... They're very close or it's pretty much all predicated on how, how Tyson looks tonight. But I think once it's wrapped up tonight, it, it could probably be the hey, have you guys call on Monday morning and we'll we'll go ahead and seal the deal. But I think there's enough tentative stuff in place uh, to where they felt pretty strong about having him there and part of the build up, knowing that they're gonna be able to deliver on the back end.
3: Let me ask you so. this. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this, Dan, because you spoke to Dominic Brazil. Uh, he sounds like he's pretty content with Wilder fighting Fury. He says, you know, listen, I understand that's a money fight, blah, blah, blah. Is he prepared to move forward and accept the fight, or is he going to play the waiting game?
1: No, Brazil's not waiting. He's not waiting for for Wilder. I think, um, you know, obviously Brazil and Wilder, they, they've they got the same advisor, Al Heyman. You, you know how that works over there. Uh-huh. Um so I think Brazil's already kind of been told that, you know, he's not going to be fighting Wilder next. He sounded to me like he's he's pretty much already expecting a different opponent, um, and he's expecting to fight in November or December, maybe even on the undercard of of Wilder and, and Tyson Fury. I think Brazil is is okay with, um, you know, just waiting his turn. I mean, I, he's not okay. Like, he definitely wants the fight ASAP. But um he also understands, you know, look, this is a bigger fight, you know, so um we just have to do what we gotta do. But um but he definitely wants to fight Deontay. He can't wait to fight Deontay Wilder. Um you know, I can't wait to see that fight. I personally I you know that that, that, that fight might even be better than, you know, just because of the personal beef. Just because of the personal beef. Um but, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's up with that.
3: Do you think we see uh Chris Areola sighting? Like, is that the kind of opponent you're thinking they'll give Dominic Brazil in between? Because, I mean, he's sitting at a, a pretty good spot to wait it out. I understand him not waiting it out, but I also wouldn't want to be tossed a to killer either if I'm sitting at that one slot.
1: Um. Who'd you say, Chris Ariola? <laughs> no, I don't think he's gonna fight a Chris Ariola. I think he wants to fight someone that's gonna be of the stature of a a Deontay Wilder. Not not like status, but the stature, size, you know, height, you. reach, all that good stuff. He wants to fight someone that is gonna prepare him for the next big fight. I mean, I don't think he wants to. F- Listen, I, th- these guys will fight anybody, but you know, I I don't I don't think he like. There's 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 not that many guys out there. You know, I mean. There's only so many tall dudes out there, so. Well, I was thinking you know, Gerald
3: Washington, but I know he told you they're really good friends, so that's why I kind of eliminated him.
1: Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking Gerald too, but you know, but hey, even if they're friends, man. even if they're friends, they they just they they might have to do what they have to do, you know. For sure. For sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah, Brazil is uh Brazil is one of those guys I've I've watched over the years. He uh he's an interesting contender in the heavyweight mix when we look at what's there today. I think the beef with him and and Wilder makes for good TV and and I think when they do eventually fight that's you know actually that's a, a good thing about the beef. No matter what happens now really with either one of them, I think it's still kind of a fight you want to see. You know, whatever happens, you want to see them get to the bottom of whatever the hell they were going through. So, absolutely, yeah, that that fight, even if we put it on ice for now, I think when it happens, it'll it'll be great promotion, and it it will probably be a pretty good fight while it lasts.
3: Look, man, it's like I said last week, man, you can make Brandon Rios and Victor Ortiz whenever that fight is still gonna be interesting because when you build things off of personal beef and guys that don't like each other, and I'm talking genuinely don't like each other there there's no expiration date on it. We always want to see yeah. that play out oh yeah.
1: somebody asked somebody asked if there was going to be a press i don't i don't from from what I heard, there's no press conference planned for for Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder in the UK. I believe Wilder's gonna be in the UK until Monday. Um I think he's gonna do I think he's got a little more press to do on Monday or something like that. But then after that he's he's coming back to the States. So I don't I don't think they have a press conference scheduled. I hope they do, but I don't I don't I don't think they do have one. So um so yeah. Yeah. Um but we'll see. Let me let me get back to the to my man Fat Apples, um, mentioning that Deontay Wilder has been ducking top position. Do you do you guys think he's ducked anyone? I don't. I don't think he's ducked hey, anyone. When
2: when when he when he took the order. Well, first off, when we talk about ducking, let's not forget Anthony Joshua about to fight a guy that Wilder signed the dotted line to fight and ended up not being able to fight in Pervezan. So Wilder has not only agreed to fight some of the best, but he agreed to go on the road to do it. He was going to go to Russia for that fight. So, uh, I I think that's a a huge misstatement to say he's been ducking guys. Even though the Pavekin fight didn't happen, his decision to take the fight with Luis Ortiz, which honestly, I went into that fight thinking he might get mopped up. I I didn't know that he would win that fight. That was a dangerous fight, and to me, that was the number three heavyweight behind him and uh, he and Joshua. So, I would say that's a big negative. What are fat apples? Yeah,
3: fat apples. If you're still <laughs> if that's a guy, we got to call him F.A. I can't call another guy fat apples. Call him F.A. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I think ducking is a overused term in boxing. No, I think people don't truly understand what ducking is. It's happened in boxing, but it's, it's way more rare than a lot of fans like to throw it out there. Uh, you know, look, Deontay Wilder was in Russia when he found out that Alexander Povekin tested positive and he asked the commission yes. to let him fight him anyways. He came to the table with Louis Ortiz once Louis Ortiz tested positive. He asked for that fight anyways. Obviously the commission not going to let that happen. And then he was, it was looking like he was in line to fight Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury had to go through a suspension because of his issues. So I, uh, man, I don't know how you come to the table with, with three of the probably top 10 guys and you know the word ducking is used. It's not his fault that these guys had things to patch up on their end, but uh, without a doubt, no, I thought he went to the table the right way for the Joshua negotiations, and now he's he's trying to fight Fury. Look, he could have easily fought Dominic Brazil and just said, you know what, this this my mandatory, but uh, he's he's looking for bigger fish to fry. Definitely not a ducker, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't. Fat apples. It goes down in the chat. Here comes the rug of deception. Um listen, I don't I know Deontay Wilder has been asking to fight Tyson Fury and Klitschko and all these guys for a long time. I think I have a video of Wilder from I don't know, like it might be like I don't God, I don't I have to find the video. I have to pull it up and see if i can find it but it was years ago like literally years ago when somebody asked him who do you want to fight next and and he said you know i want to fight tyson Fury's people are wanting to see me get tested i want to fight a tyson i mean listen this was so far back that you, you know tyson fury was one of the names he mentioned eddie chambers was one of the names that he mentioned i mean eddie oh, chambers God. was still doing his thing back then i mean it, it, Wilder is not ducking anyone. Ducking someone is like, you know, Riddick Bowe tossing the title in the trash and saying, you know what, I don't want to defend this title anymore because I don't want to fight this. Like, like, like yeah. that's ducking someone. Wilder is not getting fights because, for whatever reason, he's not. Like, he didn't get the Klitschko fight because Shelly Finkel didn't get him the Klitschko fight. Shelly Finkel, obviously his co-manager, Shelly Finkel, also does work with the Klitschko's. So, like that's not Wilder's fault that he didn't get Vladimir Klitschko. That was and I'm not even saying it's Shelly Finkel's fault. Vladimir Klitschko just didn't want to fight him. Or it just wasn't a big enough fight at the time. The business did not make sense for Klitschko to fight Deontay Wilder. So he didn't get to fight him. Um okay, facts. Here we go. Fat apples is checking us with facts. He turned down four point five million for white. He turned down the white fight because he wanted to fight Anthony Joshua. Like yes. <laughs> That makes sense to me. I mean of course he's gonna turn who's down
2: going after who's going after the tuna when you can get the whale. Get out of here with us. Yeah. F right. A F-A, FA, we're gonna need you to come better than that big man. Sorry. <laughs>
1: no Yeah, I I just I just I just think that, you know, same thing with Tyson Fury, you know, it's like, you know, different guys have different agendas. And um, I don't think that, uh, oh, what is that feedback? What is that? Sounds like somebody's moving a dead body.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I don't hear
1: it. Oh, might oh, I hear me? It too. oh, it's probably Sean. He's probably, he's still trying to get in. I think I'm, I think I got him in on blog talk. Sean, can you hear me? There
0: he is. Yes, sir. There we go. <laughs> oh, Sean has joined the party. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What's, What's up, my man? Thanks for What's dropping in. Yeah. I mean, listen, you guys <laughs> guys are going in, so I yeah, might yeah, be a no, little over my pay grade. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, you're good, brother, you're
0: good, you good. <laughs>
1: listen, we were just talking about Deontay Wilder, you know, there was, there's was a couple people saying that he's been ducking top opposition, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, do you feel like Deontay Wilder has ducked anyone throughout his career?
0: No, I don't think he's ducked anybody, but I think um, you can only fight the guys that are there, and... uh the division up until what I'm going to call now like the Joshua Wilder era was, was pretty weak. I know you guys were talking about Vlad earlier on, how he would dominate and it would be boring because we knew he was going to dominate. And part of that was because it was pretty much against mediocre opposition. And that's not a yeah, knock on yeah. Vlad, you know. But, um, so I, don't think, I think he's fought who they put in front of him. I think he has been willing to fight anybody. His only real quality win to me, though, was Luis Ortiz. So I understand mm. if you wanna if you wanna pick on his resume uh a little bit, but um he's fought who who they put in front of him. And Pavetkin had the steroids test happen. You know, it's not his fault that Severn let himself kind of descend into a mediocre heavyweight when they fought the second time and so but I think the Luis Ortiz win after what we saw he did to rise Kajanu uh, a couple weeks ago, because Kajanu took Joe Parker twelve rounds. He mm. really didn't, you know. So uh, when Louis flattened him in two rounds, that surprised me. So I think that's a big win for him. But the, mm. the dude with the strongest resume in the division is Joshua, though. I got to give it to him. So.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, you know, Joshua was fortunate to get Klitschko. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Joshua was fortunate to get Charles Martin. Somebody just uh, commented, why didn't Deontay Wilder fight Charles Martin? Because Al Heyman sent Charles Martin over to England to fight Anthony Joshua instead. Like, that's when Al Heyman and Eddie Hearn were still doing business.
3: You know, they're not doing business together right now. But back then, and I, when I actually Martin think first Burmain Steverein fight is equal to Charles Martin. I wouldn't put Charles Martin. Head and shoulders above what Stavern was in their first fight. not in the second right. fight, I agree, I agree. with that. And yeah. So I, yeah. I disagree. I disagree with that. I think people, when a guy loses, they they try to make him like, why didn't he fight that guy? It's like no one was clamoring over Charles Martin like that. I think the Stavern fight sufficed them missing Charles Martin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's. <laughs> I just think uh, that's that's why I said for the second fight. It's not his fault that Stavern got well, so exactly. inactive. And the first fight, though, he was coming off knocking out Ariola and was, you know, one of the best heavyweights in the world. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah.
3: And I had. Well, look, to, he I stood know up some people up were for That proved his metal. I just think somewhere in between he got lost and, you know, couldn't push back from the dinner table and some. You know, I don't know what he had going on, but obviously <laughs> he wasn't the same fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say he couldn't push back from the dinner table? That's man, who man, I think he was what 21 pounds heavier in the rematch. He had only had like two <laughs> in between. Yeah, not a good move. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I try. just, I just, uh, I
1: just, I just don't think that Deontay Wilder is ducking anyone. I just feel like, you know, he's had some fight. You know, for, he, was, he was supposed to fight Pavekin, but obviously that, I mean, that's not his fault. You can't blame him for that. You know, I don't I don't even think you can't blame him for not fighting Charles Martin like that's Again, you know, these fighters, you know, there's other people that are attached to their career who have other plans for them. You know, I mean, like I said, Charles Martin, when Charles Martin won the title, he was all about unifying with Deontay and Deontay was all about unifying with him. But, you know, Charles Martin was advised Hey, maybe you should go to England and fight this Anthony Joshua kid for whatever reason, like that. I mean, for money. I mean, obviously for money. I mean, it was an opportunity for Charles Martin to make good money. You know, Eddie Hearn was offering him good money to come over and defend his title against his young stud, Anthony Joshua. So he took that opportunity. That's why Deontay Wilder didn't fight Charles Martin. Same thing with Vladimir Klitschko. If, if you're Vladimir Klitschko and you're looking at, you know, two names, Anthony Joshua, Or Deontay Wilder, you know, Vladimir Klitschko's like, I'll I'll fight Anthony Joshua. And again, that's not Klitschko ducking, you know, Wilder or Wilder ducking Klitschko. That's just Klitschko looking at the business opportunity and saying, you know what, this fight would be bigger over here if I fight this British kid. You know, I keep my German TV. I keep, you know, there's a lot of money that these guys are making that people don't really know about and people don't understand. And, and, and sometimes that goes into the decision-making process. But that doesn't mean a guy is, is, is ducking someone, You know, which is I don't, I don't think Deontay Wilder has ducked anyone at this point. Um, so I think he gets a bad rap for that. Uh, and hopefully this Tyson Fury fight comes through so he can get – I mean, even if that fight happens, though, assuming it's going to happen – and, and and Deontay Wilder wins. He's not going to get the type of credit that he would have got a couple years ago fighting Tyson Fury because everyone's going to say, you know, Tyson Fury, oh, you know, he, he was only on his third fight from the comeback. And, you know, he was too busy losing you all the what, weight. Uh, and not going to get the credit.
2: You know, you, you know why that doesn't work for me, though? Because the biggest name on Joshua's resume, although it's a legendary name, but that's, that's somebody who had been out of the ring and inactive as well. I don't, I know that logic, and I yeah, concerned.
1: yeah, but he wasn't three hundred and fifty pounds either, though.
2: <laughs> no, fair. That's that's very fair. But I, I mean, you're right. In all fairness, that's that's what's gonna happen. I'm just saying, I, I don't care for that logic personally, but. That's that's pretty much the way it's going to be viewed if if you want to I actually a think fight.
3: it's but, I actually think it's the way the fight plays out. I think if Joshua and, and Vladimir wasn't such a barn burner, we would have heard that. Oh man, Vlad was inactive. you know, he's old, he's in his 40s, but the fight was such a good fight that it kind of eliminated any criticism. So let me let me throw, Robert, let me but, let me throw
2: this one out to you guys. Let me ask this though. Had that fight happened with uh with Klitschko before he took the time off. How do you think that Joshua fight would have put? Do you, do you think it would have ended the same?
3: And, think, and this is just a question. I'm not well, I don't like to, to do anything. that. Yeah, I don't like to do no, that. I, that's taking credit away. <laughs> I, no, no, it. no, but that's what I'll I'm saying. Do <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want
2: to do that. Joshua won. He got off the canvas and won. That was a hell of a victory. I'm mm-hmm. just curious to know what you guys think with the act of Klitschko, br- uh, Vladimir Klitschko, against Anthony Joshua at that time. Do you think that? it would have ended the same, same i think. fight. same
0: fight i, think, I don't know yeah. i think that uh i think that joshua fought the best klitschko we saw in years like i think yeah. klitschko showed that's up That's a good his... point so that's I, a good point he he I, fought I, very well he did
2: some things in that fight actually that surprised me
0: you're right he he fought a hell of a fight me too he i did just, I, I, that was the best i saw klitschko look since like the chris bird days and you know uh <laughs> And when he's knocking Yo. out Calvin Brock and stuff, you know, Yo, not to change the subject,
1: but Sean, you're in Vegas, you were just at the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame meet and greet yesterday where you saw some dude that looked like Bernard Hopkins, 165 pounds, Chris Bird. Wow, is that insane? That dude is skinny as hell right now.
0: Uh, I was, I was it was crazy for me to see Chris Bird and Lamon uh, Brewster because I'm, I'm like 6'1", 175, and these dudes were my size. Like, and, for, and so for me to be like, wow, really looking at LeMond Brewster, who's literally about six foot tall, and thinking mm-hmm. he, this dude knocked out 6'6", 250-pound Vladimir Klitschko. I don't know. That, that just tripped me out that these guys, were they really were warriors, Chris Bird and Lehman Brewster. They, they were fighting guys a lot bigger than themselves. Um, but yeah, I was like, just, just when I saw Chris Bird looking that Skinny, the first thing I said to him was, wow, you really were a middleweight. Cause, uh, you know, <laughs> he won, he won the silver medal in what was it? The 88 or 92 Olympics, um, mm-hmm. at super middleweight. So it, mm. so the guy won it at, I think in the amateurs, it's like 165 or something at super middle. And then he jumps all the way up and he started talking to us about Aika Abuchi, And I know we got that all up on the site, but it, it was yeah, funny.
1: I know. I know. V, you might be looking crazy, Percy too. I don't know if you saw the video, but man, Chris Bird. Oh, I
3: saw it. Yeah. Oh
1: my God, he. Lo- I thought it, I literally thought it he was Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, like I, I mean, you know, when when Sean panned the camera over to this guy with this, you know, speckled gray beard, just I I legitimately thought it was Bernard Hopkins that was walking over, and it was Chris Bird. I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. It's hard to believe that. Yeah. You know, I'm he friends was
3: with Tracy. I'm friends with Tracy Bird on Facebook, so it wasn't as much of a shock. She's put a few, oh, look at Grandpa with his grandkids. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> <laughs>
1: look
3: at Chris Bird, man.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: But those guys
1: are
0: Warriors, man. To be fighting got the, the size of the guys they were fighting at, at only six foot, that, that's crazy.
3: Man, I thought the same thing when I met Ernie Shavers. Man, I don't think I'm only 5'9. Ernie Shavers is about my size. And. To think of some of the guys he knocked out and hurt and knocked down is unbelievable, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But
3: but my bad. we were didn't mean to about, the subject. <laughs> but we were talking about uh
0: Fury, you know, I this this I, I always get flack for this. Like I will if I I'll call it like I see it. If my eyes see that your speed or you're not as sharp as you were in the past, I I gotta call it. I gotta be like, hey, that's not the same fighter that that you uh you know, um Shane Mosley against Floyd. Um, mm. man, there's so many examples of different fights I've seen. I thought, I thought Bernard Hopkins when he fought Jermaine Taylor, he wasn't the same middleweight he once was, and he needed to move mm. up and wait to rejuvenate himself, and he did. So, if Fury looks like shit today, and then against Wilder, I'm, I, I gotta be like, it, it wasn't the same Fury. Just like to me, it wasn't the same Klitschko that Joshua knocked out, that Wilder beat, or a uh, uh, Fury beat. You know, it's not me taking credit away from Fury. It's just Joshua showed up, a, uh Klitschko showed up a different animal when he fought Anthony Joshua as opposed to when he fought Tyson Fury. That Tyson Fury lost, put a fire under his ass and made him fight the way he used to—not just jab and grab, but jab, jab, one, two, and then grab. Or you know. Mm. But and so, I mean, if it if it turns out that Fury, because Fury to me, it's not like when he came back. What was it in May or? June. It's not like he looked like. Uh, not all three year layoffs are the same, you know. Mm-hmm. When yeah. when Muhammad Ali came back, when Felix Trinidad came back after three years, and they destroyed Jerry Quarry and Ricardo Mayorga. Now that was a comeback. What Fury did mm-hmm. was, pitiful, was pitiful. The way he looked through those four rounds, and <laughs> then in the fifth round, he got a guy out of there who wanted to go home. Right. And, and just, you know, yeah. And well, be, you know
2: that that's that's a really interesting point. That was actually what I was getting at earlier, fellas. This is before you came on, Sean, when I was asking the fellas, uh, like, could, could Fury's could, – could the way Fury present himself tonight actually work against Wilder? And I was kind of looking at it from the same standpoint. If, if Fury is not looking great tonight against a guy he should look great against, like, what does that do for the projection of everything else? And, and that's kind of the thought process I was thinking and I, I think you hit a, a really good point there. He's going to have to look good tonight for that fight to really catch steam, I think. What if the fight
0: doesn't even this. come off? What if What if he uh, looks so bad the fight doesn't even happen? I don't think that's, that's possible. possible. Yeah. Let,
3: let possible. me ask this. Let me ask this. Showing envy. God, I, I don't even know how to say it because it's going to sound very bad. What fight has Tyson Fury looked great in? <laughs> yeah, because he had hey, well of
2: let me look, time. look, look, let me look, hey, look. This is like I always tell people you gotta quantify these guys based on who they are. Tyson Fury how they say the shit now, oh, be the best version of you. Well, Tyson mm-hmm. Fury has to be the best version of him. That doesn't mean he's gonna look like Joshua and Wilder and some of these other guys. Yeah, and, and, well, I, and the, the best version of him is is going to uh, – is what we want to see, I guess. And a that's coach. no disrespect.
3: I just think he's such an awkward guy. He's going to put his hands behind – he's going to do little quirky things that, you know, he's doing it at his best, but he also he's also done it at his worst. And it's still kind of like, uh, God, he's so big. It's so weird seeing somebody that size do that. So, I just – I mean, Steve Cunningham, <laughs> I don't know what fight is his best Ooh. performance. I I guess. I don't know. That's a good
0: point. That's it's a good point. That's a damn like good point. But Ever look like Ray Robinson in there. You never <laughs> well, will. He said he
3: was going <laughs> to <but like, laughs> Let me first say this though:
2: no, no matter what he looks like, I'll be honest. The guy gets results, and and if he's conditioned, he's he can do he can do a lot of damage to any of them guys, if and when he's on his game. He may not say, look though. pretty doing it, but he he can make it happen. So now that's the intrigue with a guy like Tyson Fury. You're definitely not looking for skills, but I mean, let's keep it real. Deontay Wilder is a guy that people will tell you is a straight-up brawler but i'll tell you what that is a very conditioned very like he, he there's a method to his madness what he does is hard as hell to beat him at and it's the same with fury and to a lesser extent i think it's the same with joshua Joshua's not a skills guy he can be hit he can do certain things but he's more composed than the others so he doesn't get the same slack but uh it is what it is fellas
0: the thing with me though is to point out the obvious. How can we really expect Fury to be his best self after what he put his body through for three years? Putting on all that weight, doing lots of cocaine. I mean, mm. man, I don't know. I just, I, this, I, I, when Andre Ward was point. on his layoff, he wasn't doing that. When Felix Trinidad was on his layoff, he wasn't doing that. I'm sure, you know, Ali wasn't doing that. I, that's what I mean. It's like, I get it. He's not even 30 years old yet, and guys have come back from. From layoffs and have done bigger things, you know, have done the biggest things in boxing Leonard beating Hagler, all that. But I just, I don't know, man. If you could put your body through that and then come back and fight the best heavyweights in the world who have kept themselves healthy and in shape their whole life, it's a big hill to climb. I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking, like you said earlier, I'm really looking to see how he looks today to make sure we even get the fight. Because I think if it's another, Fury performance? I mean, that bad? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they haven't well, signed Sean, anything yet.
1: But Sean, what are you what are you expecting? I mean, I know you're 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 pretty good at breaking down fights and and predicting outcomes and stuff like that. So, like, what are you expecting to see? I mean, we've seen Tyson Fury against Fury and. I mean, you really couldn't get much from that. Are, are you expecting him to go some rounds with this Pianetta Cat? Like, do, do you expect to see a couple rounds, or are are you hoping that he comes in and just blows the guy away?
0: I mean, I'm hoping he comes in and blows the guy away so we can we can get the best possible, you know, build-up to a, a Wilder fight, but I'm expecting it to be a, a upgraded but kind of similar performance to Safiri where we're not going to see a whole lot in the first round or two, and then I think that, Pianetta, he uh he gasses a little early. Um mm. he fights on the he fights on the inside. He he's not a sharp shooter, he's not shooting punches down the middle. He's he's winging them. And uh Tyson Fury likes to wing them too, more so than uh sharp shoot. He's not like a Deontay Wilder who likes to line you up for a straight right hand. You know, so mm. when Pianetta's legs stop to work, and I think it'll happen earlier than you would think. It'll start happening in third, fourth, fifth round. Um mm then Fury will get him to, to wing punches with him and knock him out. So, But I think mm. I think it'll happen in a similar time frame as to Fury, where uh, it's about the third, fourth, and fifth round he gets him out of there. I don't think you're going to see too much from him in the first round or two. And uh, I think it's going to be a better performance than he had last time, but I, I don't know if it'll blow people away. But I do think it'll get the job done. In t- like, okay, let's bring on Wilder Fury. He didn't – you know, I don't know if people are going to be saying – after that, I think he's going to knock out Wilder, but I think he'll look good enough to where we get the fight that everybody wants to see. So,
1: why do you think that Tyson Fury and his team would be willing to fight Deontay Wilder like after only these two fights? And I mean, essentially, all he's done is got the weight off. Like, right. uh, I mean, again, maybe they're seeing something in camp, and and you know, I know, I know he's sparring he's probably sparring with better names than guys that he's actually fighting (laughs) for these two fights. So maybe that's what they're seeing. Maybe the sparring, but like, what, like, why do you think that? I mean, they're confident their whole team. I mean, this isn't just an act. This isn't just WWE. Their entire team thinks that they can get in and just spark Deontay Wilder. I, I just don't know why they would feel that confident after one comeback fight and having not even fought Giannetta yet.
0: Well, I think it could be for me one of three things. One, um, he thinks he could beat Deontay Wilder. That's simple. Mm. And then two would be I, his team isn't really serious about making the fight as serious as they seem to be. They're just getting this is build up to get his name mm. out there when they know they're really going to take a fight like Wilder next year and have another one or two come. Could be that. Or they think that Fury really isn't that elite anymore. And then if you put him in there with a, a upper mid-tier guy like a Takam or a, a Parker or a Luis Ortiz, he might get knocked out and there goes wow. a while at Joshua Payday. So they wow. might also be thinking along the lines of let's take this big sum of money and this big fight that he'll be motivated for. He'll get up for mm-hmm. and we we could win the fight, you know. Of course he he's a, he's Tyson Fury, he's undefeated. Of course he could win the fight. And uh, but I think that might be the line of thinking. Let's not Keep doing these comeback fights, and then when we have to graduate to a level of a Takam or someone like that, he might get upset, and there goes the big money anyway. Let's take the fight now while everybody will buy it. So
1: who's the who's the big winner in so prior to Deontay and 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 Tyson Fury talking about fighting each other, everyone just kind of assumed that Anthony Joshua was going to eventually fight Deontay Wilder. And then once that fight was out of the way, then he would go on to fight Tyson Fury. So ultimately Anthony Joshua, by having these two guys fight, it, it would seem like Anthony Joshua is is, is going to lose out on one of those paydays. Um, I mean, he could still fight both guys, but I would think that, you know, the loser of that fight is is going to significantly diminish the amount of money that an Anthony Joshua fight would cool. have been worth. So, does like who's the big winner in this? Is Deontay Wilder the big winner because he's finally going to get a big fight? Is is Tyson oh, yeah. Fury the big winner because he's going to? You know, I think Deontay Wilder is the Capricorn.
0: big winner. I mean, mm. yeah, Tyson Fury's a big winner because he's going to take home a fat check. Um, mm. But Wilder Wilder's the winner in all this because. He was having so much trouble getting the Joshua fight and now he gets a guy who's almost as big a draw as Joshua, just as big a name, and he's going to bring him to the States. I don't think Joshua is really losing out because I think most of us are going to favor Wilder to win the fight. And I think that's the matchup that takes a hit if if the fighter loses. I think if Wilder loses, that's when Joshua and Wilder loses all its luster, all its steam. But with Fury... You always have, he, he's a big mouth. He knows how to sell fights. Like, like a Broner, like a Mayorga. no matter how many times he loses, you could put him in there with an A side and he could sell the fight because he, he can fight and he knows how to sell a fight. So I, mm-hmm. I think if Fury loses, I don't think they really lose that much market value on a Joshua Fury fight. So I, I don't think Joshua is really losing out because I think Wilder will win the fight and that will make his fight with Wilder much bigger in the U.K. and in the world. And then the Fury fight isn't really going anywhere because that's about national pride or whatever. You know, They could always right. fight, and, and, and Fury will talk his ass off, and they'll still sell the place out. Mm. So I think Wilder's the winner, and I think, I think Joshua could be the winner you know, if he's willing to fight Wilder in the really near future after Wilder wins. He, I think their fight just got upgraded after Wilder beats Fury into a bigger fight with more money and more prestige. So mm. I think everybody could really win in this Fury's winning because he's going to get a fat check, and, and hey, he could pull it off. Wilder's winning because he's getting the big fight he deserves, and Joshua's winning because he, no matter who he fights, in the in, in the winner, that he's going to have a huge fight on his hands. And and if the guy loses that we think is going to lose, or I think is going to lose, excuse me, in Fury, he's not really losing any market value on that fight. So I think everybody wins. Everybody wins yeah, when the best fight the best, and we get the fights we want. But
1: is it the best fighting the best? I mean, can, is, is Tyson Fury, the, is he the best right now? Like, that's that's what we don't know. Like, I don't know if he's still the best. I mean, for all I know, Ortiz might be better than Fury. Like, Fury might be the sixth or seventh best heavyweight right now. You know?
0: But he's still got that faint, you know, lineal claim. And, you know, like, just like Michael Spinks probably was. I mean, I'm sorry to keep bringing up old stuff. But just like Spinks probably wasn't one of the real top 3 or 4 heavyweights when he came back to fight Tyson, he had that lineal claim, he's undefeated. Mm. So it's something people want to see.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think whatever happens tonight, we'll we'll have a very good idea of what the landscape's going to be going for. If uh, if Fury does look good, and, I mean, keep in mind, this this is uh, Pionetta that he's in front of. It's not anybody notable. But if he does look good and he's conditioned, he, he looks better than we saw in the, the last fight, then I think that sets the stage for some pretty interesting action in the heavyweight division. Not only his fight with uh, his, his potential looming fight with, uh, with uh, Deontay Wilder, but also the implications it could present for other heavyweight fights. You know, uh, Sean was mentioning earlier about the national scenario with he and Joshua in that region across the pond. That's a big fight. And, and to be honest, I'm very surprised that Hearn and his crew didn't try harder to try to make that happen. Uh, I, I think they let, they let Wilder sneak up under the rug and get to that one first. Hmm. And I was surprised because regionally, especially coming off of the whole layoff and off, I would have thought they would have just wanted their name on their resume. You know, but uh, I don't know. Some somehow we ended up somewhere else. So this could work out for Wilder, but it'll be interesting once it's all said and done tonight.
1: Um. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see tonight. Tonight's going to tell us everything we need to know about Tyson Fury. I was. I'm. I'm really kind of surprised, Sean. You think Deontay Wilder beats Fury? But again, I guess you know we got to see what kind of Fury we're we're dealing with. If 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 This was the Tyson Fury that was coming off the Klitschko win. Do you think Deontay Wilder beats that Tyson Fury?
0: I think I would still give him the edge. But it would be more of a toss-up. Yeah, I would. I would. I just think, you know, again, he got dropped by Cunningham. I I mean, you know, it's like uh, Percy said. When does does he ever look that good? You know, Wilder's had his moments. Teeing off on Staverne for 12 rounds, coming back to beat Ortiz, where you, you know, this guy could really fight, yeah, but, you know. And, yeah,
1: but to be fair, when you say, when does he ever really look good? When does Wilder ever really look good? I mean, again, his knockouts look good. Those look good.
3: But the actual fights, like, some of, the, you know, I don't. But, I, sometimes I, that's, but sometimes with heavyweights, that's just what you get. Like, I, I can watch hmm. some. Old Riddick Bow fights, and I always thought he was kind of sloppy. And if he hurt a guy, he went nuts. But he had some spectacular finish. I can't even say that with Fury. Like when when they show Tyson Fury's highlights, I'm not like good guy. Now don't get me wrong; he's nimble for a guy that size. Speed. But when do we want nimble heavyweights? You know what I'm saying? Like I've never sat back like, oh, this guy has great speed. You know, he's got better ring. He's got. (laughs) I, I, I would say Tyson Fury has better ring IQ.
1: Than Deontay Wilder,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Or would you yes. argue? Yep. Or would you say,
1: okay? So you
3: gotta, you gotta bring you to set up that right. But I think you know, when you're talking about heavyweights, <laughs> Deontay Wilder has the ultimate equalizer. Period.
2: Forty,
3: yeah. Forty knocked
2: agree. out.
3: That's. <laughs> I, I just think he has such a raw power and such a, a knack for believing in his power. Go back and look at when Luis Ortiz hurt him. He was still flaring that right hand to make Luis Ortiz be like, "Uh, I better take my time. It's that serious. And I don't know if any of these other guys have a weapon that serious.
0: Mm -hmm. Let me say
3: something about that Ortiz
2: fight. Like I was saying earlier, I actually thought Ortiz was going to mop the deck with Wilder. Not in sloppy fashion, but I thought that he'd be able to get him up out of there, and he damn near did. But Wilder impressed me in that fight. One thing that the, the thing that impressed me the most with Wilder in that fight was his composure when he was hurt. We've seen a lot of guys get hurt and they don't know how to respond. He could have freaked out. He could have he could have gotten anxiety. He could have went a lot of places. He stayed within him, himself. He stayed within his skin, and he was able to compose himself to the point where he was able to actually figure the shit out and, and end up winning. But that's, like, I don't even hear many people talk about that. And, and they don't give it as much credibility because unlike Joshua, Joshua hit the deck and got off. People look at that as heroic. I think it's just as heroic, if not more, when you see a guy do what he did. Honestly, I parallel that to the big bombs that, that uh, Mosley laid on Mayweather in that fight. And, and Mayweather, you know, I always tell people my personal opinion on that, you damn, they could have gave him the round. He didn't touch the deck, so do you really give yeah. the guy the round for a couple big shots? Floyd finished the round moving forward. Like, that was a very similar thing. Deontay Wilder took the big shots. He he kept composed, and he found a way to do well for the rest of the round. So I think that was huge, and and it showed me that he had a medal that I didn't think
3: he had, to be honest. Yeah, I think Evander Holyfield kind of said it best, man. When you're dealing with that kind of power, sometimes you can throw – little technical intricacies out. You know, like, you can could, you could throw some of that out because, you know, just like we're looking at it on TV, those guys fear being hit by him. You could tell the way Stavern fought the second fight. I interviewed Staverne's trainer before the fight. Ben, you know, Don House was like, we're going with the Joe Frazier style. We just gonna bob and weave our way in and do this, that, and other. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's fighting off the back foot because you fear that power. No one wants to be hit by that. And I think from Tyson Fury on down, that's gonna be in the back of all these guys' mind. What is gonna be my approach when I know this guy can end the fight with one shot? I just don't know what Tyson fear brings to the ring that can make Deontay Wilder not fire his shot. And and that's gonna be the problem, I think.
0: Yeah. Hey
3: well,
2: hopefully
0: we get that fight.
3: Without a doubt.
0: Yeah, just just to hear you know, legends and heavyweights uh, in the heavyweight division and just people in boxing, fighters, talk about his power, you know, really takes me back because they they just – they emphasize it so much. These are guys that see punchers all the time. You know, they feel punches all the time. But every time they talk about Wilder and his power, they just really tell me it's something else. So that says a lot about how hard he can hit.
2: Evander yeah,
1: Holyfield said he hits like Mike Tyson and George Foreman. He literally right. told you that, Sean, just yesterday. Right. He said this man is as powerful as Mike Tyson and George Foreman. Now that I, that says a lot. I mean, Evander Holyfield has I been mean, in with some punchers. Let me so.
2: let me let me ask you guys this, and, and this is real. But it, I mean, it's one thing to say Evander Ho- or uh, Tyson, George Foreman kind of thing, but. Let's keep it real. We're in an era of super heavyweights. You know, Muhammad Ali could punch. A lot of those guys in that day could punch. But when you're talking about a guy six seven six eight with that type of strength, I mean, this is a conversation, a barbershop conversation, but I'm going to flip it to you guys. Like, do you think – do you think – yeah, I went there, Ben. I see. Do, do you guys think, honestly, that, that he possibly hits harder? I don't think it's a stretch to say that when you're talking about a dude that's big. These are super heavyweights. Do you think it's possible Wilder's power could be even more than a George Foreman? Easily.
1: Easily.
3: It could be. I, I think Nazem I, Richardson Percy, said that. I think 100%. That, Nazem Richardson said he's probably the hardest puncher we've ever seen because all we do is talk about how he punches the wrong way. So if he's throwing punches in, in the wrong form, in the wrong way, and knocking guys stiff like this, how can you not say? And let's keep in mind, what did he weigh against Luis Ortiz? 209, 210. I mean, it's unreal the amount of power he carries because obviously he's carrying it in his hands. I, I've met him, seen his legs. There's nothing there. He is a powerful, powerful guy from the from the shoulder to the to the end of his fist. And I don't know if we've seen quite that kind of devastating power because, like I said, he's throwing them in a manner in which you're not supposed to be able to knock guys out.
2: I agree a hundred percent. What you got on that show? Uh, I want to hear
3: from you on this one. after seeing see you roll your
2: eyes.
0: <laughs> hey man, you can't bring
3: up that BS word.
0: <laughs> I actually think when, when Wilder winds up hitting these guys with the right hand, it's usually like, I, I usually see him get wild and his punches get crazy once he already hurt the guy. But Usually when he hurts someone with the right hand, it's usually pretty straight down the pipe. It's a pretty punch. I, I think he always finds a way to, to get it down the middle and, and, and really, you know, I think he has a beautiful right hand at times throughout the fight. Other times he gets a little wild with it. But at some point in the fight, he always winds up lining these guys up for the perfect shot. Um, but, yeah, I think that right hand is a brick. Like, this is as good as it gets. I, I would put it up there with Foreman. Tyson's hooks and uppercuts, uh, Lennox Lewis's right hand and right uppercut you I would like to I would like to know that who hits harder with the right hand, Lennox Lewis or Deontay Wilder. Um, you got to put Vlad up there too with his right hand um i I don't know if i'll if I'll say he hits harder than this guy or that guy, but I'll give him the ultimate compliment of he's in the up the, the, the highest class, the elite class with the best punchers that I've ever seen on tape, you know, whether I was alive or not. But I, I won't say he hits harder than, than Foreman or or even Lennox. I'll just say he's right there with him. He's one of the hardest punchers I've ever seen on tape or in person, ever in the heavyweight division.
1: Well, listen, man, I, I've I've never fought a heavyweight, so I don't know what it's like to take punches from a heavyweight. Um, but there's a lot of heavyweight former heavyweight champions out there that that will vouch for. Deontay Wilder's I mean, Evander Holyfield, Chris Bird, Lehman Brewster. I mean, there's, there's quite a few heavyweight, former heavyweight champions that say this guy can punch. So they must see something because they haven't been in the ring with him either. They must see something in what he's doing to say, yeah, like this guy has legit power. I don't know if he actually hits like Mike Tyson or George Foreman. I, I think, you know, that's wow. Like, gosh, man, it's, it's hard to really say that, Um but you know, at the same time, he, he, it's clear that he can punch. I mean, this guy has got like these little toothpick legs, and he is doing damage <laughs> despite the size of his legs. Man, like he is—you know—he is, he is blasting guys. Out. I mean, he knocked—he, he, I don't even think he hit Bermain Stavern. Like, I think he just hit him on his gloves and knocked them out. You know what I mean? So. You have to be punching hard to do something like that, um, harder than Tyson, harder than Foreman. I don't, you know, I defer to the Vander Holyfield on that. You know, Holyfield knows how those guys punch. So um, if he if yo, he feels um, that way, then you know, so be it. But um, but the one thing I can say about Deontay Wilder is that he's a puncher for sure, no doubt about that. You can't, there's no way. You could be knocking. I mean, his physique doesn't even look like someone. I, like I said, his legs, man. This, he, like he must skip leg day every week. Every week, he's just like, <laughs> I'm not doing legs. I'm good. I, I I don't need to work on my legs. I mean, this guy's got some freakish Alabama power. And um, you know, like well, you, Percy know what... you were saying. I mean, that's. I mean, that's something that you know you're always going to have the great equalizer. Um, mm-hmm. So that alone makes him dangerous for a full twelve rounds. Tyson Fury, you know, he doesn't have that equalizer, so he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to fight I don't want to say the perfect fight, but he's gonna have to be, you know, on 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 his, you know, ones and twos for all twelve rounds, however long it lasts. because um, at any time he'd be taken out. So um so yeah, you know, I, I do think that Deontay Wilder is hitting like a mule. <laughs> you know what I think does?
0: Hey, Go go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Oh, well, I just real quick what I think's interesting is it's fun to talk about we think this guy punches harder than this guy, but I guess you never really know because Holy, we would all say Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, and George Foreman hit harder than Riddick Bo, and yet Bo was the only guy that dropped Holyfield out of mm. those four guys. So it's funny, it's funny how it works sometimes, you know. We I think you know, we'd all think those guys hit harder than Bo, but he was the one, not them. Who drops Holyfield? So I, you know, I think
2: I think the best way you measure something like that is by looking at the best the best person that these power punches knocked out. Uh, real quick though, fellas, some one fight fan. Um, this was on my my personal page one day, but they mentioned something about uh, Vladimir Klitschko actually saying that Wilder was a bigger puncher than uh, I guess based on sparring and so. The, but saying that he felt Wilder's power was, was greater than uh, than any of the guys we mentioned, et cetera. I've never seen the wow. footage, but someone someone posted that, so I'd be curious to see about that. But uh, one, one other thing I wanted to say is relative to that power, here's how I quantify. When you look at Mike Tyson and some of those other guys, Mike Tyson obviously was a killer puncher, but when we look at Tyson, I think the velocity of his punches made them – it gave them a lot of snap, which we see with somebody like Canelo. For a while, I thought Canelo was going to be a power puncher because they come, and they're sharp, they land with good precision. But you, you take a guy like Wilder, he's not nearly as fast if you're going to parallel their speed. But no matter how he lands, it gets your ass up out of there. So, I mean, that's, that's a freakish, scary type
3: power, I think. So, I don't know. Definitely, definitely. Well, man, we got some good yeah. fights. Don't forget about Brian Jennings, Dimitrenko on ESPN. I know that one kind of flying under the radar, but I actually think that's an intriguing matchup as well. So, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that on regular ESPN or the app? Yes. Yes, regular ESPN. I think Shakur Stevenson's on the card. They got a couple guys. It's a Jesse Hart card. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. Yep. That's right. I, that's so weird. How come? Why is that card on regular ESPN, and Terence Crawford was on the ESPN app?
3: Weird. I've been st- I've been tr- I've been stopped trying to figure it out, my man.
1: Guys, it ain't <laughs> hard
3: to figure out. Bob Arum know that we gonna pay for Crawford.
2: You <laughs> know we're not paying for Jennings and some of these guys. It's that simple.
3: Yeah, but Lomachenko was on one. free ESPN. Lomachenko was on regular ESPN. I don't know. I I, I stop trying to figure I, I it think, out. Man. I
2: think the network would support Lomachenko being there free as opposed to Crawford. I hate to go there, but I I think that's a fair statement.
0: That's stupid of them. I,
2: I think. Yeah, they, but I that's <laughs> them, but That's if, that's the way it works. No? I, I could totally. Which is crazy because Crawford is he's everything he's supposed to be, but he's yep. not going to command the same same attention as Lomachenko for many reasons. Which sucks, but uh,
0: anyway.
1: Sounds like Crawford's fighting Benavidez next, huh, Sean?
0: Yep, yep. That's what he was. That's what he was telling me. October, Jose Benavidez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just you know, mm-hmm. I, I was talking to the dad, and I'm telling him, yeah, Jose Jose's there? Jose, Jose yeah. Benavidez senior. Um, mm-hmm. then my guys. But I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, maybe. What do you think about getting another fight in between? And to be honest, I kind of didn't like his response because he was like, well, uh, why, why, take? you know, there's, the welterweight division is tough. If we fight a Jeff Horn, for example, he's like, that's a tough fight, you know, shit, shit could go wrong wow. in that fight. And then, so he's like, so why not take the big fight now? And he, he said it, he was like, my knee, he's like, uh, you know, if, if we lose the fight, hey, the kid's going to come back, his knee's messed up, you know, it won't be no big deal. He's like, but we're mm. coming to win. We're coming to win. I just didn't like that uh, uh, mindset from his, his father and his trainer. But, you know, Jose's come, you know, I think it's a good fight in terms of talent. Like, Jose's got a lot of talent. He's tall. He's really fast. I didn't realize he was so fast until uh, mm. getting to watch him train and being around him a little bit. He really does have some speed. And he's a tall kid. He's got a good jab, good skills, but he's fighting the best fighter in the world, pound for pound. Um mm. And if he doesn't bring his – not just his A game, but if he really doesn't bring everything he's got in his chest and treat this like the fight of his life, he could get decimated, dominated, outclassed, you know. Mm. But I think, if, I think Jose, actually, if he fights to his potential because he has some talent and some tools and he comes with everything he's got, treats this like the fight of his life, he could give Terrence Crawford a tougher fight than we would expect, uh, take him 12 rounds and, and win some rounds. So it, it's a good fight for Terrence while he's staying busy, while the obvious politics prevent him from the real fights we want to see with Spence and Danny and Sean. It's a good fight for for Terrence Crawford.
1: That's Sam, guys, that's let, me throw, let,
0: let me ask you guys this. I, I, Sean, you I think actually
2: you might be the only one I didn't get opinion on this, but we can circle back to you, Percy, and Ben as well. Danny Garcia, Terrence Crawford.
0: I think Terrence eats him up. Yeah. I don't think that's that tough a fight for Terrence. I just think Styles makes fights. Danny, Danny likes to counterpunch and stay on the back foot. He doesn't cut the ring off that well. Terrence can move beautifully, whenever he feels like. can hit you with any punch at any time. And Danny doesn't throw a lot of punches. So yeah. he's not going to outwork Terrence. I think it's a, it's a really bad fight for Danny Garcia. And I, and I, and I, would, I have no question that uh, Terrence Crawford could win. Stylistically, Jose Benavides might actually have a... I mean, I, I understand Danny's the better fighter than Jose. He's proven that thus far. But, I mean, stylistically, Jose might actually present more problems for Terrence Crawford than Danny Garcia. Crazy as that sounds. But I think that... Uh, Terrence Crawford's all wrong for Danny Garcia. Mm-hmm. Sean Porter has a better style, I think, uh, to keep... To just his style, you know, his aggressiveness, his ability to cut off the ring, his size and his strength. I think in, in, in his motor. I think I think Sean Porter would would stand a much better chance than Danny Garcia. But Styles makes mm-hmm. fights and, he, and him and Danny's a 50-50 fight, you know. Okay. Yeah, Without I'll save out. my
1: thoughts for for another show. Um I just want to wrap up real quick because it's it's almost I think the stream doesn't the stream start in like 15 minutes. I mean, I don't know if the actual fight's going to start in 15 minutes, but I think um I think Showtime is going to be airing the um, the Fury fight here soon. So I just yeah. want to wrap up. Anything, any any final thoughts you got before tonight, before the Wildness kicks off? Um, ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait to see what video rolls in. But um, anything else you need to look out for for Fury Pianetta?
3: No, man, just um, me personally, like I said, I want to see if there's some kind of announcement or if if we're just going to get another face-off. But either way, I'm excited for him. I'm excited just that we're talking about the heavyweight division again. So that's the main thing for me. I think we're going to get some good stuff coming up here soon.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, no no thoughts from me on it. I, I think we pretty much hit all of it. The key thing is just Tyson Fury and how he looks that's going to line up everything else we want to see. I, I don't think anything else really matters. Uh, if he comes in, he's looking good, clicking on all cylinders. I think we probably do get an announcement, even if it's something tentative. Uh, but if he's not, <laughs> that's going to be pretty
0: interesting too.
1: That's what's up. Any 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 final thoughts, Sean, before we let you go?
0: I'm just hyped that the fight it really seems like it's going to happen this year. You know, so many times huh. in boxing – we're like we Hopefully. hope this fight hat yeah yeah so I- I'm just happy for for the fight game that we're gonna get a great fight like this and it's gonna come to the states um and I'm gonna cover it for fight hype you know but uh, it- it's it's oh really... are you putting
1: you put you putting the request in already oh that's yeah, yeah, right yeah. if it's in Vegas if it's in New York are you still are you still trying to cover it if it's in New York
0: I'm covering <laughs> it anywhere it goes wow
1: we're gonna have the 18 cool. for that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, but I, yeah. I think it's great that, the, that it's happening. But I would still keep an eye out that if he looks like he did against the Fury, that we they didn't sign anything yet. So if he looks like he mm. did, well, at least I don't believe they signed anything yet. No, I don't so, think
1: so.
0: Right. So if they if they if he looks dreadful, and I don't think he will. I think, like I said earlier, he's gonna look a little upgraded. Um, but yeah, I think the fight's off if he looks as bad as he did last time. But I think yeah. we got i think we're gonna get a fight everybody's looking forward to and i'm I'm just hyped that it looks like it's actually gonna happen for twenty eighteen
1: yeah for sure for sure that's what's up fellas we'll uh we'll wrap it up here, and uh I don't know maybe we'll uh, we'll see what's going on later tonight we'll see how these fights turn out um we'll we'll definitely jump back on here um Sugar Ray Leonard flossing. We'll definitely jump back on here um, after the fight's over, uh, maybe tomorrow or something like that, and uh, give our thoughts on how everything looks. So, that being said, see y'all next time.
2: Definitely. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Five fans out there listening, let's see what happens. We'll talk about it on the flip side.
1: One second. Uh, We...